This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode of All Fantasy Everything is brought to you by AeroPress. Now, let me paint a picture for you. You bought an amazing, delicious smelling bag of coffee beans. You get home, you're stoked. You make the coffee and it just isn't what you're feeling. You know, it's it's a bad cup. AeroPress coffee, however, uses a patented brew method. That's right. You didn't think I knew about brew methods, but I do. Uh, it gets all the purest flavor that you could imagine out of those beans and it speeds things up so coffee doesn't get over extracted. It's going to give you a smooth uh, it's going to give you a rich, it's going to give you a bitter-free cup of coffee that tastes as good as the smell, if not better. And that's what we're all shooting for. You know what I mean? AeroPress, it's like a French press that makes a way better cup of coffee. AeroPress uses a patented three-in-one brew technology, again, with my brew technology knowledge. Uh, it's going to combine the flavor benefits of espresso, pour-over, and French press into one compact tiny little portable device built for travel. I got one. I have traveled with it. It is in the cupboard right now, barely taking up any space. You get a completely unique, delicious cup of coffee wherever you go, only possible with an AeroPress. With over 55,000 five-star ratings in over 60 countries, that's almost more countries than I thought existed. AeroPress is the best-reviewed coffee press on the planet. At just under 50 bucks, and with all of those great reviews, AeroPress makes an exceptional gift. It's thoughtful, it's proven, tasty, and travel-oriented. I'm all those things as well. Who wouldn't love that as a gift? Gift receipt, not needed. No one's going to take it back. Get on it. AeroPress is shockingly affordable, less than 50 bucks. And we've got an incredible offer for our audience. Visit AeroPress.com slash AllFantasy. Again, that's A-E-R-O-P-R-E-S-S dot com slash all fantasy and use the promo code all fantasy to save 20% off of your order. That's aeropress.com slash all fantasy and be sure to use the code all fantasy at checkout to save 20%. It is time to ditch the drive through, toss the French press and say yes to better mornings fueled by better coffee. Aeropress ships to the USA and over 60 countries around the world. And we thank Aeropress for sponsoring our show. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's up, everybody? It's Ian Carmel. I just added another live tour day to the schedule. I wanted to let you know about it. Seattle. I'm going to be at the Comedy Slash Bar on February 23rd. I'm bringing my good friend, perhaps you heard of him, Sean Jordan. I'm going to be practicing my new hour before I tape my special a month later in Portland. Uh, so come see it. Again, that's February 23rd at Comedy Slash Bar uh, in Seattle. And come see us everywhere on the road. February 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, we're at the Desert Ridge Improv in Phoenix, Arizona. March 8th and 9th, Sean Jordan and I will be in New Orleans. New Orleans at Junk Drawer Coffee. Come see uh, your buds there. San Francisco, March 13th through 16th. I will be at the Punchline 
And then March 23rd, we just added a second show. The first one sold out. Uh, so now there's going to be a late show to come see me record my special, or at least it's special to me. We'll see how special it turns out. Uh, at Revolution Hall, that's in Portland, Oregon. Grab tickets to that. I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who bought tickets to the first show. I greatly appreciate you for that. And uh, we're working on putting together a little AFE tour for sometime this summer. Stay tuned to that. All right. Talk to you later. See you on the road. Bye. This is All Fantasy Everything, the podcast where we fantasy draft anything and everything from the world of pop culture. On today's episode, we're drafting what we would do in a Brewster's Million situation, which if you're too young to understand that reference, stay tuned. <laughs> a bunch of old people will describe it to you shortly. <laughs> uh, our guest today is the is the writer, the author, the podcaster, Jesse David Fox, uh, host of the Good Ones podcast and author of the wonderful book, comedy book, How Comedy Conquered Culture. I'm your host, Ian Carmel, and with me today, additionally, are, we have another guest. Boy, I am really doing a great job in this <laughs> intro. All fantasy everything, favorite, stand-up comedian, uh, public radio, <laughs> <laughs> Empress, empresario, I don't even know if I'm using that word right, author himself, television writer, just an, just an absolute, just the absolute lad himself, Josh Gondelman. Uh, and Sean Jordan's here, too. Let's get into it. <laughs> it's time for All Fantasy Everything, the <laughs> podcast that uh, Kate was the Preakness short of the Triple Crown this year. <laughs> <laughs> Freakness <laughs> is too close to Freaknik. I've always thought that. It sounds too close to Freaknik. Freakness does. You guys remember Freaknik? Freaknik sued. Yeah, Freaknik sued. Yeah, yeah. Well, as they should. It was not to not to dredge that up, but every time I hear Preakness, I'm like, Freaknik? Freaknik is back? And yeah. as a regular attendee of Freaknik, that, that's upsetting for you. There was a pretty big window where I had aspirations of going. Obviously, I never did, but when, you know, when I was like 15, I was like, man, that's that's me. Freaknik. I I think we got to combine them and we have the freakness, which is just kind of a wild horse party without the a bunch of horses doing drugs. And, uh -huh. yeah. right. Keep the, keep everybody safe, of course. But yeah, let those absolutely. horses, let those horses get messed up, man. For the HHCUs, the historically horse <laughs> college universities. Yeah. This is not how we should start this podcast. <laughs> no, no, Sean. Yeah. Sorry. Place the blame on you. What, yeah, we, what we should talk about instead is how, Justify and American Pharaoh both won the Triple Crown in the last seven years. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Those are the horses' names? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh -huh. Didn't we do an app where we, we made up horse names? Yeah, we did. I think we Hard, did. Harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. We drafted uh, imaginary horse racing names for our horses. Jesse, Josh, you got, got one off top? What do you, what do you think? Oh, man. This is a good... Because, like, American Pharaoh is so regal. But I also... Yeah. I mean... I feel like every um, great horse name is like one step short of an improv group name. 
Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They're yeah. all puns. Well, not all, but like a lot of puns and stuff, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, like on the quote from famous Nazi sympathizer Coco Chanel, who said, <laughs> when you're about to leave the house, you take one thing off. And that's how you name a horse. You start with an improv group name and you take one thing off. <laughs> <laughs> did she do anything after she was done Nazi sympathizing? Did she get up to anything else after that? She, she had that quote. Um, She had at least five perfumes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) One perfume for each mambo. (laughs) Holy cow. (laughs) A perfume for each mambo. (laughs) Jesse, feel free to talk right now. I know. I'm laughing. In fact, I'm I'm laughing. I was planning on it, but Josh was on a roll with that Coco Chanel stuff. No, no, no. I was just stalling because I didn't have a good horse name. Do you have a good horse name, Jesse? I was too busy laughing at that Coco Schnell stuff. <laughs> they can be long too, right? Like Papa's brand new backpack or something. I can be, they can be like That's real long good. names. <laughs> brand new backpack. I got a dope backpack. I say we take American Pharaoh and we go the other way and it's a horse named Anwar Sadat. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like Egyptian congressman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be... That's got a ring. Yeah. The Egyptian congressman. That's got a ring to it. The Egyptian congressman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It also sounds like a professional wrestler from like the 70s. I I would love, you know, I feel like no one's gone fully this way. Ian, you were like right. I'm I'm thinking on the same lines as you, where it should be like Tom Francis, comma, loving father of three. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) The number one rated periodontist in the tri-state area. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chris Henderson, DDS. Self-made. Didn't graduate. Self-made. Didn't graduate high school. Self-made. <laughs> Self-made dentist. Oh, so you can you can found Microsoft without a graduating college. You can be a dentist. <laughs> so what's wrong with this country? <laughs> the elites. That's what about the, the vague idea of a person? This is my horse. A uh, a tall, beautiful Protestant attending uh, an Eastern boarding school, learning about uh, the limitations of his father's uh, love. It's <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah. The horseovers. It's the horseovers. It's the holdovers. <laughs> what about what about like I mean, this is like the biddiest one, but like actually a dog. <laughs> it's actually a dog by your nose. <laughs> you get a really big dog. <laughs> you could do it. That's not what do we're it. here for. Buy a horse. Buy a buy horse. A, buy a fucking horse. It's a good way to good way to get rid of I mean, you might the horse might the horse might well, meet a well, demise. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a material good. Buy a good. loosed, a, a uh, weak ankled horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can buy a horse. You just can't have it at the end of the month. <laughs> we, you, you can't have horse burgers, though. That is part of it. We have a very, like, cursed horse racing track out here in, in L.A. Where, like, 20 horses die a year. Is it where they shot that show, Luck? Yeah, it's where they shot the show Luck, but it's just kept in some died to happen during Luck, right? Oh, yeah, like, multiple, the multiple yeah. horses. That was a big. Well, that's why there isn't deal. a Luck season, whatever. Two. And that's <laughs> why you don't see Dustin Hoffman in movies anymore either. <laughs> big horse is keeping him out. <laughs> he got canceled. He got canceled by Big Horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some big horses here today. How about that? <laughs> the man, the myth. How about that? How about <laughs> Jesse David Fox is here. Uh, big horse. Big horse himself. 
at Jesse David Fox on Twitter. Uh, yes. At Jesse David Fox on Instagram as well. Yes. So who knows how much longer on Twitter, but yes, on Instagram. Uh, host and creator of the Good One podcast, mm-hmm. where uh, our very own enemy Shane Torres has appeared, I believe, right? Yes. He Awful talked man. about uh, the guy Fietti joke. Of course. One of the great jokes. <laughs> one of the great jokes. Mm-hmm. One uh, of the great jokes. One of the great jokes. <laughs> and you have a book out right now uh, yeah. with, called com- uh, Comedy Book. Comedy book, how comedy conquered culture and the magic that makes it work. Uh, would you like to, can you, would you want to talk about that book a little bit? I think that is right up the alley for our, for our listeners oh, here. Oh, good. It's a yeah. book about the last 40 or so years of comedy. Uh, it's a scent as a cultural force and how it functions as an art form, why it is an art form. It talks about a lot of different themes in terms of, how comedy interacts with society. So like there's a chapter on timing, but it's not like comedic timing as you think. It's more about comedy's timing when there's a national tragedy or something like that. Or um, other examples that aren't so sad seeming. Um, <laughs> you know, It's really a, good. The book is great. That's Yeah, it's good. You know, and we talk about <laughs> comedians you like and how they're funny or some comedians you don't like and why they exist and are popular. How much of the book is dedicated to the sketch musical chairs that we did on the Late Late Show when I was on there, where a bunch of people dressed up like Cher played musical chairs? Is it like a chapter, two chapters? Yeah, about two chapters. About two, two chapters. One and a half chapters. It go, okay, I, right. I start at the end of one and then carried on to the last chapter, which right. is about that's the, na- that's the national tragedy that the other co- yeah. comedy is responding to. <laughs> <laughs> Kate McKinnon dressed up as Cher and saying <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Which is in the book. It is in the book. I read Thank the you, book. Josh. Thank you, Josh. It's on, it's on the pile next to my bed. I told Jesse this myself. I set a impossible 25 book goal for myself for the year. So I am, I've, I got to December with like five books left to read. Whoa. So I have been banging out novellas. Left or, I, re- I, re- <laughs> I read The Old Man in the Sea because I was like, this will take a night. It was great. It was are these all, all first time books. These are all first time books. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I think I'm hoping I'm hoping to get there. And then my first book in January will be comedy book. I'm very excited. I, I heard it's a quick read from people who have read it. It was okay, a long, good. it was a long write, but long was, write. <laughs> <laughs> if it took the same amount of time to read as it did to write, it would probably not be a very good book. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> that horrifying how long it takes to write a book. Ooh. Absolutely horrifying. Too long. Too long. We yeah. gotta cut that down. We gotta yeah. cut that down. It's rough. We gotta figure it out. Make shorter mm-hmm. books. Then it then it's two birds, one stone. One shorter to write, easier yep. for people like Ian Carmel who are trying to knock out twenty five books in a year. That's right. That's right. It, it benefits everyone. Yeah. Uh, well, keeps people buying books faster. <laughs> yeah. So the publishers are going to love Keep it as the well. Wheels turning. <laughs> so, uh, and then good one. You just uh, you talk to comedians about their bits. You talk to sometimes other writers about comedians' bits. Uh, mm-hmm. Another fantastic podcast. It's the only other podcast. So uh, yeah, Josh has been on it. Everything. I have yeah. been on it. It was great. We had a great talk. I think. And I'm a regular listener as well, but I, um, you know, not, um, not just a, the president, also a client, et cetera, right. et cetera. <laughs> speaking, speaking of dated references that young people won't get. <laughs> uh, and then people can also just read your writing over at uh, Vulture in general. Yes, please do. Yeah. I, you know, I wrote all those words for somebody to read. Might as well for be God's you, sake. dear listener. Get out yeah. there. 
Get some reading done. Don't be like me. Go read. Better yourself. <laughs> and you got scared straight. <laughs> Don't be like me. Stop not reading like me. Be better. Sean's not much of a booksman. I want to be, man. When we were in Canada, we went to that bookstore. All I want to yeah. do is buy some books. But I'm like, man, I ain't going to read them. Have you tried audiobooks? <laughs> yeah. I, I was forced into an audiobook situation because my, my wife wanted me at to gun, read a gun chapter. Point. A chapter of a book, a chapter of a book. You know and I was gone for three weeks. I was in the, I was on my layover on the way home and I was in the airport and I finally bought the book on tape and listened to the one chapter. What book? Uh, how to talk to, I forget how to talk to toddler ish. It, it's mm-hmm. not what the books, but something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a must he has listen. a, he has a kid. It wasn't just like, just, yeah, in case just this doing ever it. comes up. She's like, this is what it's like talking to you. <laughs> Your wife is like, you're fucking blowing it at parties, dude. Yes. <laughs> Learn the name of like six trains. Read books. Uh, specifically, uh, Jesse David Fox's book. Yeah. Josh Gondelman is here as well. Hello. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to return. We are so happy to have you. Uh, Josh Gondelman on Twitter. Josh Gondelman on Instagram as well. Oh, yeah. Josh Gondelman across. Are you on TikTok? I'm on TikTok. Josh Gondelman's on TikTok. I don't look, <laughs> I don't look at it, but I do occasionally post things to it. I do the same thing, and apparently we're supposed to look at it for the algorithm. I'm looking at it, I hate it. And I, I, I like look like I, I liked Twitter and its heyday. I'm still compulsively on it. I yeah. like Instagram. All the things that people talk trash, not all the things, but the things that like eight years ago, people like, so you're just posting things you ate and pictures of your dogs and kids. And like, yeah, the things we've taken pictures of forever. Forever. <laughs> I love, I, it's, people like would complain, like, I don't want to see a picture of your breakfast. Absolutely, I do. I do. Oh, Instagram's so fun. It's still the fun one. It's like uh, real low stakes. Mm-hmm. All I want to see. If you have low stakes for breakfast, I want to see a picture of it. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> oh, you went to Garth Brooks's brunch spot. Steaks yeah. in low places. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> Oh man! If Garth was playing during breakfast, there you go. Mm-hmm. He's you, still not on breakfast Spotify, in your right? in your Garth no. Nook. <laughs> in your Garth Nooks. <laughs> I'm not reading any Garth books. I'll tell you that. Complimenting your Garth Cook. <laughs> oh, he is on. He is on Spotify now. All right. Well, this podcast is over. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go to the Spotify. Garth Spotify is where everybody's at, man. No free ads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, Josh. Where can uh, wait, wait, what would you like to borrow uh, per, per, other than the uh, GoFundMe for the stroke I'm currently having? <laughs> the, this will come out. Uh, Zeke, when is this one coming out? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I think January 25th. 25th. Yeah, that seems about right. That seems yeah. about right. Where can people see uh, you doing stand-up comedy or what else would you like to promote? I have a newsletter called That's Marvelous that I write every Monday. It's free. It's full of pep talks. It also has like all the updates of stuff I'm doing. So I think that's even better than my website because it nudges you every Monday. You're like, hey, I'm coming here. So you don't have to remember to look. But if you want to look for my tour dates, joshgondelman.com slash schedule. The newsletter, uh, joshgondelman.substack.com. And then I'm going to Batavia, Illinois, uh, the 18th through the 20th of January. Batavia. Yeah. Beverly, Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, off Cabot, the, the following week, January 26th, 27th. Uh, laugh Camp in St. Yeah. Paul. Um, yeah. March 1st and 2nd 
And I think those are the dates that are currently available. And in New York, I, I, I'm, I'll say this now. I'm going to I'm gonna be recording a new hour of stand-up in, the, in June, I think. And so there will oh, be phenomenal. about that. Fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Do the whole thing for us right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's it going to be about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's the thesis? What's the thesis? <laughs> Ooh, okay, you're trying to turn me into a book. <laughs> I read. I just, give me a little synopsis about what your hour is going to be. I've been talking the index. Ian, I've, Ian, I think you and I are like really eye to eye on what we've been feeling lately about the just like kind of, I feel like settling into being one of the younger old guys. Like yes. I, I after the pan, like after the deepest part of the pandemic, because I felt like before it, I was like, I'm kind of one of the young guys still. I'm hanging on by a thread. And I'm like, oh, definitively not one of the young guys, um, mm-hmm. but not like successful and established enough to be one of the true old guys. No, oh. it was like one of those like grade school paper cutters coming down. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just like the generation is like, wonk, like that, like. You're old, but not, yeah, but yep. wonk, but not a successful. Totally. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel that's so hard. Do they still have those paper cutters? I was I just going to ask. Those so. things were, those would take a finger off like a hot knife through butter, my friend. Those, yeah. I mean, uh, they were crazy. Also, they would always break them off in movies and that would be the machete they'd kill whatever villain with, yeah. you know, in like a horror movie. It like, but it, it still had the guard. Even if you broke it off, it still had the guard on it, didn't it? I don't remember there being a guard ever. There was just a blade. (laughs) I'm serious. It was just a blade that was in the air all the time. Yeah, they kept it up. Kept it up. Like a medicine guillotine. (laughs) Like ready to go. Just in case you're running and your hand swipes, it will be up. So you can That was the best we did for cutting paper into like the 90s. Yeah. You remember what it It sounded like like too? Just like. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What's that sound? I don't know how to get that sound again. That should have been behind. A door. Yeah. You should have to keep it in a safe like a gun. Yeah. (laughs) They would would smoke behind doors in their teacher's lounge, but they kept that thing out in the open in front of all the kids. Like, put it in the lounge. We didn't need it. We shouldn't have been using it. Scissors. Anyway. It's probably scissors. Or like pre, maybe like like it's pre-cut lengths of, well, probably now they just don't have it because they can't afford it is what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. They also don't, they probably don't print out anything. Yeah. Probably just all schools on the computer. Oh, Not yeah, even I think you're right. Anymore. Doesn't even sound like school. They email their they email their teachers, and the teachers like, "Here's your grade. No, no paper necessary." That's what I wondered. There's no way to like. I used to doctor my report card. I used to not give my report card. I used to be like, "Yeah, my homework's done," and my mom would be like, "Okay." But now they can just <laughs> teacher emails your parents. There's an app. <laughs> you I have to learn how to become a hacker to do that now. <laughs> you got to learn more. Sure. That's how they get you. Street smarts. My grades are on the dark web this week, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Silk Road says I got all A's. (laughs) Ammo, ass, uh, amphetamines. Arsenic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Azerbaijani uh, deep state funding. (laughs) All the A's. Uh, we, we, I'm here. Wait, Sean's here. Wait, Sean, we haven't done you yet. Sean is Jordan on Twitter. Sean Cougar Mel Jordan on Instagram. Shonda Road here pretty soon. You can see him performing live. Hey, there he goes. Shonda microphone. Phoenix, we will be there February 1st through the 4th. It's going to be awesome. I'm very excited. Doing a live AFE that Friday night. And yeah, hopefully um, David will be back from Bolivia by then. I imagine. By the time this comes out, you'll know that we're going to be in Boise doing a live AFE March 21st uh, at the Egyptian Theater. 
And also, I have a special coming out sometime early next year. Go to my YouTube page, subscribe, Sean Jordan Comedy at YouTube. Let's do it. it. Takes you 10 seconds. Means the world to me. It'll help. Don't and if do you don't it. do it, you're still great and you deserve to don't be loved. Do I don't, appreciate don't, you. Don't do it. Don't enable this, man. Watch it either way. You don't have to don't just watch there. it. It's good. Sean, I put a lot of effort you, into it. I'm almost afraid to speak this into existence, but when you were saying Sean the Road, it made me think, have you ever done, and I, I hesitate again because I think it will be too powerful a thought if you haven't done it already, a hip-hop uh-huh. side project called Shonda yes. Rhimes? Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm a big Grey's Anatomy fan. So much so that I watched the sister show, Station 19, about firefighters, which is pretty bad. So I could see myself doing that. Josh, are you aware of Sean Jordan's rap song that he I recorded? Do have a rap Jesse, song you probably aren't, but Sean has a. Hey, I don't think Ian, so. why would you? Why would you say that, Jesse? I'm sure you were aware of it. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know how much <laughs> Jesse likes uh, rap. It doesn't matter. It's everywhere. <laughs> that's that's the difference. It's that's how much I like rap. <laughs> how plugged in to the Portland independent hip hop scene you are? Well, it's called Gear Crisis, and if I Go saw on. a 5,000 listen uptick after this came out, I wouldn't be upset about it. It's about how you can't wear. <laughs> You can't wear Nike and Adidas at the same time. So far, I think a gentleman's 8,000 people have heard the song. Okay. Let's, let's, get, the on Spotify. let's get those okay. numbers up. 7,427. Yeah. Wow. I think we can break 8,000 <laughs> this episode. I can't, I can't see a reason why not. I had a theory the other night that with, with like the right team assembled within a year, you could create the third greatest Hanukkah song of all time. <laughs> I could specifically. Absolutely. You're talking about me. I mean, you definitely could for sure. Oh, well, you'll be part of the musician. team. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You can be part of the team. Get in here. It's cool. Notions Eleven. Yeah. Okay. So what are your? So I mean, the Hanukkah, the Adam Sandler one. Yep. And then Hanukkah, Hanukkah, or I oh, have a little drill. Okay. So I think you could knock off Hanukkah, Hanukkah, because I go Hanukkah song and the dreidel one, dreidel, 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 dreidel yeah. one, two, yeah. and then I think Hanukkah, Hanukkah. That's like a distant third. Like, I think there's daylight. Light the menorah. No, 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 no. Most people don't know the lyrics after that. Yeah, no, yeah. Winter no, no, Feast no. of Lights. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking about it. I was like, we have 11 months. I think we can make this happen. Are there any Jews in showbiz who could help grease the wheels on this? That would- <laughs> 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 it would be, I think, I think you're 100% right. And I'm astounded that nobody has tried to put this together yet. It is a depressing selection when you go to try to find Hanukkah music. It's bad. And people yeah. are always like, artists are always gunning for new Christmas songs, right? Like every artist will put out a Christmas album while they do their original because they're trying to do, they're trying to have their All I Want for Christmas is You. Yeah. Yeah. We just talked about this. We did a like a dra- auction draft about Christmas Christmas songs. We One of the categories was songs in the last 10 years. Is that right? Uh, yes, that's right. Harder than you think. There's not a lot of, maybe two bangers in the last 10 years but they're trying i mean they're really they're trying they're putting yeah, up yeah. shots <laughs> every year every they're year tr- and weird people are trying. putting up shots too you yeah. it'll just be like a broadway say, who hasn't even yep. had a lead will be like putting up shots on the christmas song market yeah, and it'll be like all the other be like i'm christmas daddy and you're like what yeah. the hell is this <laughs> well if you get on a spotify playlist you won't even have any control you'll be a huge star that's right yeah you're not of trying to appeal to people. You're trying to appeal to algorithms. Yeah. And the Christmas algorithm is very, very strong. That's They actually run a lot of Hollywood, the Christmas yeah. algorithm. It is the Christmas algorithm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the That's Christmas actually... algorithm and the Hanukkah consortium. Those are the two. <laughs> I just bought two new horses and those are their names. Christmas <laughs> album and Hanukkah consortium. 
Have you guys seen Brent Weinbach's bit about <laughs> Christmas music and Hanukkah music? I don't think so. No. God, Brent's that's so funny. It is so funny. One of the funniest things that's and I don't I, I to 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 try to describe it will ruin it. But you should seek it out. I don't know if he's posted it anywhere, but it's so funny. Okay. He did it on the piano at Mocha Casher's Hanukkah party the other day. (laughs) 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 He like sat down like it was a holiday party in the 50s, but did his bit. It was amazing. Uh, My name is Ian Carmel, at Ian Carmel on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all those places across platform. First and foremost, pre-order my book. While you're on that book website, buying Jesse David Fox's book, which I insist you do. I insist you do. Go ahead and pre-order T-shirt Swim Club, uh, a book of comedic essays about being fat, where my little sister, a psychologist, responds to every chapter. Uh, pick that up. Pre-orders, as we all know, are like massively important because they tell the publisher how much advertising they should do, I think. Something like that. This is what my wife has told me. Uh, come it's see big. me. It's I'll big. take her word for it. That's what she says. <laughs> her book uh, seemed very popular, right? So I was like, Seems like she probably knows. She also says you have to have a TikTok presence, which is one of the most chilling things I've ever they heard in my entire life. always say stuff like that. Did they, you get pressure? Successful uh, people. Successful people. <laughs> you, do you have a TikTok, Jesse? I have, uh, I do. There's only one video of it, which is Anthony Jeselnik saying everything I write in my book is correct. And that'll, that oh, is all. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I, I lead up to the book. I thought, you know what I'll do is I will go to stand-up clips on TikTok and then like uh, duet it and critique it or something. Oh, yeah. And then I said, best case scenario, that works. And now my entire life is being that person. <laughs> and I'd, I'd rather be a failure than a successful TikTok comedy critic. You don't want to be Chefry X for <laughs> comedy? <laughs> so many people build themselves those kind of like content prisons. And I truly, mean, I like hate to say content, but I truly mean it in this case where it's like, I don't know, I just do some fucking thing. And then people are, it's like the Bart Simpson, like, say the thing. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like one of the dudes with the most followers on like Instagram, I only know this because the NBA posted him courtside at a Lakers game. <laughs> Is the dude where a clip will play and he go he just goes like that to it. And he was sitting courtside in Lakers game, but I'm like, what? <laughs> they had the camera on him and he was sitting there for like 15 seconds. Then he was finally like, <sighs> if he didn't do it, they were gonna whisk him up to the bad seats so fast. Immediately. They had Billy Crystal waiting for his seat. They were just gonna <laughs> shuffle him in. Back uh, touching like, the wall at the top. Yeah, get out of here. No uh, no chicken fingers for you, my friend. Uh, I'm doing live stand-up comedy. Thank you to everyone who came out to New York, Philadelphia, and Boston, by the way, uh, where they saw Josh and I in New York. Oh, yeah. And boy, we really we we really took on January 6th. We had the definitive <laughs> take, I think. We I'll were be right down the street. I'll wave to you guys. It was, January, again. it was January 4th. We felt January 6th coming up mm-hmm. and we said, no, not again. Not, not again. A, not no. on our watch. Not on our watch. There wasn't a, uh, there was not a shred of comedy in it. So we appreciate your patience sitting through all that. I will be in Phoenix, Arizona with Sean and David, uh, February 1st through the 3rd. I will be at Zany's Comedy Club in Chicago, February 18th. Uh, and then I will be, where else? Oh, at New, in New Orleans. In, New Orleans. I'll San be in Francisco. New Orleans uh, at Sports Strength, March 8th and 9th. 
uh, which should be really fun. They're they're trying to do comedy. Josh, you should go do this place. I'm gonna. I've been trying to do it. I haven't worked out the dates yet, but spring sounds like a great time to go to New Orleans. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, so fun there. March 13th through the 16th, I will be at the Punchline in San Francisco, and then we'll be in Boise on the 22nd, and then the 23rd of March, I will be in Portland, Oregon, recording my uh, hour and like my to to what extent is it special? It's special to me. Does it, does it get on your nerves saying special? It got on my nerves really quick and I'm trying to find a way to not say it anymore. So I keep saying like, my recording will come out. I cannot stand saying special. It's just such a weird thing because what it used to mean was that like, hey, all of us, like HBO has like tapped you mm -hmm. on the shoulder or, you know, like I guess to the latter extent, Netflix or whatever. And now it's just like, I'm recording this hour. Maybe somebody will buy it, and if not, I'm going to put it on YouTube and then chop it up and do a bunch of little people, pieces. And that doesn't feel like, special. It feels like a bad like I've had a lot of friends say like, "Oh, who's where's it going to be?" And I'm like, "What's well, somebody on YouTube?" But I, I put a lot of effort into it, and I haven't shopped it around yet. Who knows? Fingers crossed. But it's like it's still a really it's the same thing. It's just you it can is. watch it for free on YouTube. To me, I feel like if it's like Ian said, it's special to you. If it's special to you, then it's a special. If it's just like I don't know. Got to put these jokes somewhere. Yeah. And it's not as, but then it's just like, I don't know, fucking click no, on it. It's a big deal. <laughs> like you do something and it's there forever. No one can take it. Like that's how I look at yeah. it. Like you do it, you put all this effort into it, you produce it yeah. and nobody can take it. It's there. It's like so much work, by the way, to come up with an hour. Sorry, I cut you off, but I just, it's been on my mind. Keep going. No. Sorry. What is, I, what is this? Traffic? You're a bad driver, dude. I'm not a bad. You're a bad driver. I'm not a bad fucking driver. Sean thinks he is the. <laughs> sorry to rehash that. So like, what is it? Top, top one percent of unpaid drivers on the planet, and I am. Sean, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am. That's I what you're calling your special, right? Is top one percent of unpaid drivers <laughs> on the planet? God, if it wasn't so long in a heartbeat, I would do. Why that. not? If, Come on. It, if there was a way, but you got to name a horse that then. Yeah. yeah. I don't if even talk was, about driving. Yeah. If there was if a there way, was Josh, a way for, for regular people to give Sean five stars for being in his car, they would. No, they wouldn't. Cause I'm also an aggressive, but I am. So I like an aggressive driver. When you I'm in have car. to be go with Show the same your, speed as everybody make else. Those hustle plays. Yes, absolutely. Got to be Marcus smart out there. Get some you know fucking rug burn. You know, what's more dangerous than going through a yellow light slamming on your brakes at the yellow light when the person behind you assumes you're going to go through it just like everybody else on the planet. Speak you know what? I, I'm leaving. I'm done. Let's get out of here. Pull the plug. Grand Torino. I'll be filming my special to me on March 23rd. <laughs> Let's start calling him this. I'm calling him that. It's my special to me on March 23rd uh, at Revolution Hall in Portland, Oregon. I'm hoping to add a second show. Uh, there are tickets Still a few tickets available for the first one, though, so snack those. I'll be there if it sweetens the pot. I'm going to host the shit out of that thing. Sean Jordan's going to be there. If you hate oh, yeah. my comedy, but you'd like to see 10 minutes of Sean's, make sure you come. <laughs> huh? But if you're willing to sit through an hour of mine to get there, huh? come to Revolution <laughs> Hall on March. <laughs> Walk out aggressively after Sean's. <laughs> I've had it. I've had it with you, Carmel. And then storm out. The night can't get better than this. <laughs> Uh, and then I'll be at the Oregon coast, not doing stand up, but uh, just on the 24th, 25th, you can find me on the Oregon coast Chilling. eating saltwater taffy. Chilling. Congratulating my yeah. mother on her retirement. Are you, uh, um, have you read any of Patrick DeWitt's books? No. 
Ooh, okay. You would crush these. He's, I believe, based in Portland, but he wrote The Sisters Brothers, which there's a movie based on now, but the book rules. Yeah. And uh, he wrote his new book, which I believe is called The Librarianist, has, there's like a, a long passage that takes place on the Oregon coast. I will be bringing The Librarianist to the Oregon coast and reading it. Oh, yeah. You got to do it. But for the, sure. The Sisters Brothers is like end-to-end burner. Yes, you heard it. I'm sorry. I missed it, Sean. <laughs> you just said you got to do it. Oh, Ian, shake your head all you want. You got to do it. Shake your head all you want. <laughs> he said you got to do it. Do it. You got to do it. I didn't say it like a five-year-old. Gotta, but yeah, you, there's you no way to it. say it. Well, there's no way to say do, You got to say do it. You got to oh, do you it. Oh, you can't say it like a grown-up is what you're saying? That's right. Do it. You're going to hit me? Do it. <laughs> and this is obviously <laughs> a recommendation from my wife first. She She's yeah. the smart book one in, in our house. Your wife, uh, I bought a book because she did the forward uh, to Oh, it. yeah. Glaciers? Glaciers. And it was phenomenal. Speaking of books that take place in the Pacific Northwest, I bought it because I saw Maris's name on it and was not oh, yeah. let down. Uh, I was let up. I was <laughs> pulled up into a world of literary excellence. And by the way... Uh, shit's a shade under 120 pages. Knock that out quick, baby. Mm-hmm. But we are not here to discuss how long or short uh, the books recommended by Josh's wife, Maris. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We are here to fantasy draft things we would do in a Brewster's Million situation. Uh, for those of you who... This was, by the way, oftentimes we will send out a huge list of topics to people. Jesse... Seriously. ...sent us a huge list of topics, <laughs> many of which we will be stealing... In the future, with your permission, there were so many good ideas. It, on I that. was, I was so gracious to be on. I was like, "These are good." Also, I'd like to listen to someone talk about this. So, yeah. go for it. They were fire, dude. They were, thank you so much. I don't even want to. Yeah. I don't want to spoil them. Ian, you pick and choose what you're going to say. Uh, Bruce, oh, I want to. I'm not going to name okay. any of them. But All Brewster's right. Millions was a movie uh, from the 1980s, from 1985, I think, starring Richard Pryor, John Candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm now on the uh, I'm now on the Wikipedia. That's why I also <laughs> say Hume Cronin, as though I were going to say that in the first place. Uh, the The concept of the movie is a man is given the choice where he can either inherit one million dollars up front, or inherit an entire estate, like a, a three hundred million dollar fortune, by spending thirty million dollars in thirty days. And the Wait, condition hold, it's 30 million. I thought it was 1 million in 30 days. It's 30 no, million. No, dollars 30, 30 no. Days? Oh, okay. Adjusted for inflation. It's about, I, I did the math. Did you guys, I don't want me to jump ahead. I saw please, on like no, some please. Reddit pages. About 81 million in yeah. today's dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. The, the conditions, he cannot own any assets when it's over. He can't destroy the money. So he can't mm-hmm. like just set it on fire. He can't gift it or give it to charity or tell anyone about the deal. Mm. Right. That's which, I think that's pretty red, which is pretty great. Yeah. I saw these fuck. So I was poking around on Reddit last night, which I I I never actually I don't do. You're usually on eight chan, right? Sometimes so that's, a, that's a departure for you. <laughs> I'm usually on deep. I just type in deep state, deep state gnarly raider fight, and then see what comes up. Deep state gnarly football game fight. So, but I was on this Reddit page, and they're like, "Why didn't you just get a thirty million dollar foot rub?" Because that's not a fucking movie. That's crazy when people. It's yeah. like you thought you're splitting the atom by saying that. Also, anyway. that's kind of that's kind of charity right there. That yeah. if you're paying somebody yes, thirty million dollars for a foot rub, right. I think it was implied you had to pay people what their job was worth. Yeah, yeah, they didn't just throw the script at a wall. I mean, it, it they do cover a lot of the bases in this. It was one of the movies. My dad, two movies he made me watch one weekend: A Million to One, 
and Brewster's Millions. He made me sit down and watch those both in a day. You love and Millions movies. That's what they're both pretty good though. <laughs> and I was I was like, man, these are gonna suck. And then they were. I was like, they're both actually pretty legit movies. So I don't know that I've heard them. of a Million to One before. Cheech inherits a million bucks. He's uh, I think he's like a janitor for a baseball team. If I'm remembering Paul, any of it, also it's Paul Rodriguez. This is also a baseball. Oh, it's Paul Rodriguez. Movie. Jesus, sorry. God, what an asshole. Yes. Richard Pryor plays a baseball player in Bruce. He's a minor league baseball player. Yeah. Look at this. My dad, he did know what he was doing. Sorry, dad. (laughs) He really put together this double feature with some thought and care. Yeah. He He didn't throw it together. He didn't throw it together because he found out he had me that afternoon. (laughs) A minute before I got there. (laughs) He curated a lineup. Uh, Thematically consistent movies. That's right. That's right. Uh, with a with a tasteful after party with yes. canapes. This was harder than I thought. I yeah, it's it is. <laughs> I mean, that's I guess the whole conceit of the uh, of the movie in the first place, right? It's actually it sounds easy and amazing, and then it becomes very difficult. Uh, the us us four Richard Pryors will be uh, drafting today, and the way we determine the order of that draft is through a rollicking game of rock paper scissors played between the three of you at our customary forty minutes into the recording. Uh, and we throw on shoot. Here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, Wait, Jesse, what's Jesse what, throwing? What you, you, you could have thrown it. Oh, ah, yeah. <laughs> a scissors against two papers, a natural victory, which means, Jesse, it is incumbent upon you to determine the order of today's draft. But before you do that, I need to tell you, it is a serpentine draft. And what is oh. that? That's a great question. Oh, yeah. John? <laughs> Just staring <laughs> off into the void. It's like a Roomba in a very, very, very skinny hallway. Hmm. So if uh, the Roomba starts on one side of this extremely, almost Roomba-sized hallway, and it goes down <laughs> to the end, and uh, it just kind of bops around the end of this very, very skinny, pert near Roomba-sized hallway, Perfect. and then it ends up turning around and coming back, and then it kind of bops around on this side for a little while, turns around, and goes right back to the other side uh, until the whole thing's clean. Probably a pretty quick job, but you get it. You've been on fire lately. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I, I stress about them. I get diarrhea over thinking about these, so I'm glad that one worked. <laughs> uh, serpentine diarrhea? No. Oh, no. <laughs> It's all it's all rushing back into my butt like Hellraiser 3. Basically, what it means is you pick fourth in the first round, you pick first in the second round. Now, Jesse, with that in mind, what will the order of today's draft be? Sure. Uh Josh will go first. Yes. Okay. Awesome. I will go second. <laughs> Absolutely. Sean will go third. Yes. In cleaning up. Hot fourth. corner. <laughs> in the cleanup spot. All that poop, dude. All right. That's enough diarrhea. Right, me. No, that's I'm enough talk diarrhea. About that's no, enough, no, that's enough diarrhea. Unless you have a pick involving diarrhea, that's enough diarrhea for the day. I'm, I'm witty. I'll think of one. All right. We're going to get to those picks right after this short break. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Now, it's allergy season. I'm not surprising anybody by saying that. And your boy gets hit extremely hard when it comes to the allergies. I get stuffy nose. Feels like I got two blocks of cheese hanging out under my eyes. And then if I try to blow my nose, it just feels like I backed it all up into my brain. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better, which is key. I try to like blow my nose before I go to bed at night, and it just feels like I 
I got a, like a bunch of five o'clock traffic sitting in my brain. There's, there's like no way out. And with Claritin D, it just helps everything. It helps grease the wheels, helps loosen everything up so I can get it out. I can sleep well. I don't have a raspy voice all the time. It's just a very beneficial thing, especially if you use your voice for anything like talking or eating, or if you want to use your head for thinking, anything like that. Claritin D has got you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies. It is time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, listen, we all have things that stress us out. If you don't, then hit me in the DMs. Let me know your secret. I have been trying my whole life to figure out what to do about that. We keep them bottled up. You know, it starts to affect you negatively. I don't care who you are. It just does. You take it out on people. Uh, you know, one, one day it's like the dishes are piling up or whatever. And then you're having, a, you're having a fight over parking space. It just, they bottle up and they come out in negative ways. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down everybody has things that bother them. It could be your best friend in the world. It could be your partner. There's always stuff. That's just human nature. And you don't want to bottle it up. You want to tell people. Sometimes you don't want to tell the person because it doesn't really matter that much, you know, but you want to tell someone. You want to feel like you've been heard. I live in the world. I get how it is. And telling someone, it's always the best. What do you, you know what I mean? You call your best friend, you vent a little bit. You had a rough day at work, you vent. That's what therapy is. It's just somebody who lets you vent and they don't need to vent themselves. Come on. It's perfect. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is done entirely online, like a ton of things these days. It's extremely convenient. You don't got to get up. You don't got to go to the office. You don't got to sit in traffic. You just sit there on the laptop. It's convenient for you. It's flexible. We all got different schedules. You know, you're working nights. They want to work with you. They can help you out. They suit to your schedule. You just go out, you fill out a brief questionnaire. Uh, you get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Sometimes you don't get the right fit right away. They want it to work just as bad as you want it to work. So give it a try. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash allfantasy today to get 10% off of your first month. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash allfantasy. Welcome back to All Fantasy, everything already in progress. This is it as far as podcasts go. <laughs> it's so funny here in the it's mellow a- version. And it's a desolate, bleak. I've, I, I'm trying to get away from yelling quite so much. No, I know. I Easy on the voice, man. Easy I'm with on you. The, voice. the only other podcast, of course, is Good One with Jesse David Fox. Josh doesn't currently have a podcast, right? No, I'm between podcasts between, right now. <laughs> the saddest sentence podcasts. anyone's ever spoken in English currently, or any group. <laughs> you went through a breakup. You'll get between, back out there. Between podcasts. Uh, people would, the people would love a Josh Gondelman podcast. Thank I'll you. say that. Yeah. I miss having one. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I've got some podcasts germinating, percolating. People, people have said, and I am inclined to agree that you are one of the absolute great podcast guests. Thank you. That is it. truly every once in a while, someone will say it and I yeah. appreciate <laughs> it so much. And it feels, I, I said this recently to a to, um, friend of the pod, I think Dan Devine. That's um, right. And I said, I said it got into comedy thinking I was going to be the they might be giants of stand up comedy, but I am uh, maybe transitioning and it would be an honor to become the millennial Paul F. Tompkins of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> you are and I, I, I think you are the 
comedy book, How Comedy Con- Conquered Culture and the Magic That Makes It Work of podcasts. I am? Or Jesse is. Yeah, you are. Thank you. It's a great book. You're a great guest. Thank you. You see that? Effortless. Effortless You're really good product at this integration. I think this, I think this is fun. I love being on a podcast. I think it's great. I get sick of people being like, well, everybody's got a podcast. Fuck you. Go it, start one then. No one's stopping you. No one to have a podcast. <laughs> no one's stopping you. Get on it. If you wanna if you wanna have a blast with your friends, I recommend it. Although on our Patreon, it is pretty it is pretty actively harmful. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the views we espouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like but it's like name three podcasts that actively make your life worse by their existence. <laughs> well, there's maybe three total. <laughs> well, well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm, there's a few. Yeah. I'm going to start a fight video podcast called Graphic Content Encouraged and yeah. it's just voices of faces of death. Instead of instead of a, a disclaimer up front afterwards I say was it that graphic? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of letting people wow. know. Wow. If you had seen this, you would be dry heaving. <laughs> this guy's nose flew off of his face. He got hit so hard in the stands, it flew off of his face. Raider I fights. had a weekend of stand-up in Austin recently that would uh, perhaps argue with your podcast aren't actively hurting people. But oh, that's fair. Not, uh, Josh, it's time, to, it's time to put aside childish things like podcasts and instead... <laughs> You would draft. Put down the toys. Put down the toys. In the Brewster's Millions draft. Okay. So, I want to start off doing something that's good for society. And I think it's tough because in Brewster's Millions, you can really only donate 5%, right? 5% to charity, 5% for gambling. Those uh are the rules. And so, I want to do something big picture with my uh, $30 million in today's money. And so... I'm going to put a big chunk of that cash to befriending a Supreme Court justice and then influencing them. (laughs) Amy Coney Barrett, you want me to close down Disney World for the day and we'll just go on the rides, you and me? Hell yeah, we're doing that, Ames. Now, pardon my ignorance. Are you going to befriend a Supreme Court uh, judge that like sucks? And then you're going to try to sway. Okay, great. Oh, yeah. Great, great, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the good ones, I think, are pretty, you know, pretty They're on your side. They're mostly on the right side of history. As I say it out loud, I was like, oh, yeah, what are you asking? But yes. That's that's where the conservative billionaires go wrong. They groom the conservative judges to be more conservative. I'm coming. I'm calling Neil Gorsuch. I'm like, what do you want? You want to see some fucking blues rock band? Sure. I'll bring him to your birthday party, idiot. Like, exactly what he wants. Yeah, I'm going to spend so much money. They're going to, we're taking private jets. We're going to take a private jet down the street. We're going to rent one and have it like just roll down the street. You want to golf with Aerosmith, Neil Gorsuch? Yeah, Yeah, you can golf with Aerosmith. Yeah, they'll catch for you. It's a pity because Elena Kagan does look like she'd love an all expenses paid trip to Disneyland. And she deserves it. She does deserve it. (laughs) But she can afford it. She can afford it. But yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm going full Harlan Crow day one. That's my, I'm calling all the justices. I'm like, clear the decks. We're taking a cruise. We're going to space. Whatever you want to do, baby. Wow. And then abortion's back. Abortion's back on the table. (laughs) All right. Sorry. That's disrespectful. That's (laughs) flippant. You're thinking more of an, oh, yeah. That seems more fair. <laughs> Kavanaugh could be bought. That's, and oh. then the, oh, yeah, goes right into our, our show Any that we're pitching. Them. Kevin yeah. Entourage. <laughs> Kavanaugh. It's also funny, yeah. the idea Kavantara. that sweaty. because you can't tell anyone, 
just out of nowhere, we would just see pictures of Josh hanging out with Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, yeah. And there's yeah. going to be pictures. It's going to be yeah. all over the gram. People yeah. are going to be confused. They're going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> that, to me, is kind of the juice also. <laughs> How mad people will be until you start seeing the way they vote. Right. And they're like, wow, Gondolin's really been rubbing off on that. It would have you'd be like the Dark Knight Rises, like they're gonna hate you before they love you again. Like, you know, right. they're definitely you're gonna have to go through a dark period. But you've mm-hmm. got his ear. Kavanaugh went through his own dark period. You know, we all have to go through it. Yeah. <laughs> and George is, is hanging out with Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, they could be bought. Of course they could be I bet you they could be bought so easily. Yeah. So easily. Any one of those. I, I'll do eight. I'll here's what I'm gonna do. You can just I'm hang out with for, seriously. I'm paying for stuff for everyone but Clarence Thomas. And that yeah. way he gets jealous and starts trying to court my attention. Yeah. Then he just starts voting your way. Yep. To be just like, to, what's just wrong? Just to like, what's, so I notice. You what's got wrong one with for me? free. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. It's like a fucking Subway Club card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this country is going to go in the right direction. Everything is Dunkin' Donuts in this whole country after you That's get your right. hands on the whole Supreme Court. That's right. <laughs> We're getting rid of the Electoral College. Duncan everywhere, uh, enshrining, we're bringing back Roe v. Wade. This is going to be, this is number one. Because you don't, people don't do this till they're like a billionaire, but you yeah. can just be a, like an 80 millionaire that's <laughs> bad with money and you can get the same benefits for a while. I feel like if you gave Alito some like rhino meat, that might be enough to get him. Oh yeah, we're, we're cooking up anything. Yeah, we're killing rhino and eating a rhino. Meat. Rhino yeah. meat. You want to come to my rhino barbecue? <laughs> Jesse, you this topic was your idea, and it's time for your yes. first pick. So you need a place to stay that will, I think, take the lion's share of the money. And there's in the movie, I think he buys out the plaza. So I want to rent the uh, last super yacht that Leonardo DiCaprio rented. <laughs> what? Oh, this is real, huh? Yeah. So Leonardo DiCaprio all summer is on a super yacht. He does not own one. He will only. I assume he gets them for free because he's so often shot by paparazzi that I assume they're like, oh, stay on and on a weekend. Good publicity for my super yacht. Mm-hmm. They're usually like about $300,000 a week. Plus, you're going to do carbon offset. And my thinking, oh, that was that was low on my list was just making it rain carbon offset. <laughs> <laughs> and the idea is I want specifically one of his because the crew needs a you know, a month of not having to hang out with Leonardo DiCaprio and his 20-year-old girlfriends. Yeah, I was like, just a chill, nice 30 days of me just (laughs) hanging out in the movie theater, not really going outside. That is, and then you get two helicopter pads on on my super yacht. I'm going to sit in the movie theater on my yacht, probably not go outside too much. (laughs) (laughs) And like the movie, I have a couple uh, construction things I'm going to... Alter the yacht for, but those that's a foreshadow for future picks. But like, oh, okay, these Damn. yachts need certain things for certain things that I need to be doing to spend this money. But you know, because they, they have like 40 rooms for people to stay, but I don't know that many people. I'm, and I'm not partying on the yacht. Fine, we'll be there. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we'll here's, you guys here's can something come. I get really nervous in. So if I'm home alone in a big house, I get I get scared still, especially because the, the wet bandits. Yeah, I get really scared. Of, <laughs> yeah, because when they hold him up at the end and say they're going to cut his nuts off, it's which a whole nother thing. But um, 
I get I so like on a yacht, I don't think I'd get scared. I think it because it's in the middle of the water. I'd be like, no one's on here. So I think it'd be really fun to be in a big house and not be as scared at night and go to sleep. I would have a I'd have a great time doing. Also, that. they have like sixty crew members. Yeah, they have more crew members than people can stay there. Well, they have to sleep on the life raft. When I'm when it's my yacht, they're, they're sleeping on the rafts in the water. <laughs> right, they have to send like crew members to shore during like at night. Right, there's like people who leave the boat. Yeah. Oh really? I, speaking what? of Leonardo DiCaprio, I oh, sorry, I I'm this I'm taking this different direction. I apologize. Please. I was just gonna say I think you were prudent, Jesse, not to go straight submersible seeking out the Titanic. <laughs> well, most yachts have submarines. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> I yeah, didn't know the, that either. Uh, the yacht that Bill Gates likes to use has a um, Nemo room that is twenty thousand leagues under the sea themed. Has a glass bottom, and then next to it is a submarine that I guess you can use to look at the Titanic or whatever you so choose. So, to like look at. a Nemo room, you mean like you go down to the bottom of the ship, and there's like a you're you're under the water, and there's like a room that's like all see through. Yeah, damn, that's dope. Yeah, did you guys know that, that the twenty thousand leagues referred to in the twenty thousand leagues under the sea is a distance traveled, and not oh, I a it was and depth. not. I, I learned not it depth. on on this show. I learned it because we. I don't know why we talked about it, but I always thought it was down. Isn't that a letdown? No, yeah, it's yeah. just they're under the water and they're traveling 20,000 leagues in some direction. Right. That's like finding out the song, like, I would walk 500 miles. He's just going in a circle the whole <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what haver means. He says, when I haver, I don't know what that means. I don't either. I know I'm going to be the one who's havering to you. I don't know. To talk foolishly or babble. Did you know that or did you just look it up? I just looked it up. Still pretty he quick. He did say it very dictionary-ish. Yeah. <laughs> Is it one of those British words? It's Scottish. Okay. According to uh, the Oxford English Dictionary. <laughs> I'll let it ride. And they well, would know. Yeah, yeah. Right, right over there. There's, uh, there's also a company called Haver Analytics, which you don't want to pick up that rock. <laughs> the... Uh, it's, a lot of these billionaires, I, I know a little bit about yachts from working uh, just alongside so many celebrities at late night. They will just invite, they collect famous people. It's the one yeah. thing they can't buy. So yeah. a lot of these famous people you see on yachts, Jesse, like you were saying, is just them saying, hey, come use my yacht for a week and then I'll be there for two days of it. And then I get to hang out with you for like two of those days. Yeah. And it's great advertisement for their yacht because yeah. they almost... Most rich people don't stay on their own yachts. Right. They're like renting an out. I went, so for Corden this summer, he, I like, he was hired to, the way you can hire, like it's like billionaire cameo oh, where yeah. you can hire famous people to come to your like wedding or event. He got hired to do a wedding and it was in, uh, oh my God, what is the, it's the South, somewhere in the South of France. I forget the exact name of the city. It's one of those like ports of call in South of France. They should just say South France. Come on. <laughs> Isn't that fucked I up? Know. I know. It's never the South the South of Florida. <laughs> because the South of France makes you think it's South of France. Like it's in a different country, but it's not. Yeah. It's oh, the in... ocean? <laughs> <laughs> we, were in, we were in South France. Uh, there you go. Get this, like, and like having lunch, like before this, this wedding popped off. And it was one of those places where everybody like parks their super yacht for the day. And while we were there, we learned that Restoration Hardware has a super yacht. <laughs> I bet the interior of that yacht is so tasteful. It looks, it looks like a Restoration Hardware. It's a lot of brass. It's like a dark, <laughs> it's a dark yacht. 
They took and you can they they reclaimed wood from different shipwrecks and re-yachtified right. it. It's been re-yachtified, and you can rent the Restoration Hardware Super Yacht. Whoa. Let me see if this if this is online. For a gentleman's. Uh, well, it doesn't say, anyway. It doesn't say it anywhere online, so maybe yeah, you just have to those, be like in the Rob report. But it's it like was, an expensive restaurant. They don't tell you how much the food is. You just got to order it. Yeah, yeah. Most yacht is market price. <laughs> <laughs> most yachts are market price. Yeah. I try to look up. I spent like an hour trying to find out how much any of these yachts cost to rent. Oh, and they're like, well, you can ask. I was like, well, yeah. If you got, if you got to ask, you ain't you ain't ready to rent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, Steve Harvey spends his entire summer on one of these super yachts as well and rents. I yeah. bet, I sure. bet he's he doesn't button a button all summer. Absolutely Shirts not. Open. Shirts why, open. Why undergarments he? left in Los Angeles, just <laughs> out there, skin and linen. Yeah, that's something Steve Harvey's never said. Oh, I forgot to pack underwear. Yeah, like I was gonna pack underwear. <laughs> yeah, was, can't forget <laughs> and then he what winks you don't at the camera. That's not there. <laughs> uh, staying on Leonardo Super Yacht. Excellent pick, Sean Jordan. Time for your first pick. Uh, I'd buy up. A- all the ad space for the Super Bowl Damn and just it. make it like oh that's so good <laughs> and make it like old uh, I was th- so I had two things I was either going to make every single commercial the Crossfire commercial you remember that game Crossfire Crossfire or it would all be uh, movie trailers for movies that already came out just that I like like <laughs> The Departed and The Town and stuff <laughs> <laughs> I think that we, literally was my next pick. That's was why it I really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's I, so good. I didn't think about it till late. Thank you. I didn't think about it till late last night. But then it was like, oh, that that's probably that's probably more than that. I mean, yeah, uh, you can't afford to do it. Yeah, I, could, I probably so, can do it with eighty-one million bucks. If we're talking eighty-one million, a thirty-second spot in the twenty twenty-three Super Bowl, uh, the high average av- was seven million dollars for the average. Yeah, dude. For a 30 so, seconds. I mean. Ah, there's so, so much. You can buy I'd, enough. I'd buy as but much you, as I could. By the yeah. So in that all case, an order. If yeah. I couldn't buy all of it, then I would. I would buy as much as I could, and it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would just be probably the departed, the trailer for the departed. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Every the land before time. <laughs> be, I would also. Think, it would also be really funny if you threw in a couple that were like not famous movies, like movies that kind of came and went real quick, and people were like. I have a vague memory that this came out in 2007. Yeah. yeah sidekick starring Jonathan Brandis and Chuck oh, Norris. Yeah. <laughs> Friends with benefits. Yeah. The secret of Arietti. <laughs> oh, I, I remember that. The holiday. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them, man. It's also beautiful that you decided not to use it to promote anything that you're doing. Nope. Just as a, just as a bit, as a nice. I thought about do. So one, one idea would be like just to have, uh, was it Bud Light that got in all the trouble? Just have Bud Light commercials where it's just guys like very aggressively making out. Very, <laughs> very, very like attacking making out. Like, I, man, this is finally happening. Thank you're God. Leaning in, you're out. leaning into that. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't really care what Bud Light has to say about it. Well, yeah, the thing is, the super, if, if Sean's getting all the Super Bowl commercials to promote, uh, Sean Jordan Enterprises, then he's going to be making so much money, he's going to have to keep bailing Shit. out the boat. That's right. So this oh, well. allows you... See, you I, pro- thought, I, I thought I think if you too. promote so. something down the line... Oh, okay. Then the okay. money you make isn't in the month yep. period. You got to make sure that it's like, my special's coming out in two months. Just, Don't pre-order it. You're really going to yeah. fuck me Don't on this. <laughs> it's just a backdrop. Like It's a different color each time, but it just says, like, Sean Jordan, comedian at YouTube. <laughs> And that's yeah. it. 
And people, but it doesn't say anything. And so people are like, well, I'm, I'm going to have to go see what's up with this. And people are like, this is going to tell me about Jesus for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember there was a radio station back in the day in Sioux Falls that they just, they, they started this countdown and it was like four days long. And so all the, it was just like three days, 24 hours, eight, eight minutes, nine seconds. And we would just keep counting down and we're like, what the fuck? So there was a while where we were just listening to that for days. And then all it was, was the launch of a new country station. Cause we just, it hooked like the whole city. We're like, what is this? So that's, that's what, yeah, that could be a good thing to do. Did you listen in. to the country station when it first came on the air? What was the first song they played? Do you remember? I remember it was 97.3 cat country. I don't remember the first song, but I remember the name of it. So it was probably Garth Brooks. I bet. Or Chatt- what if it was Chattahoochee? It should have been, man. That's, That's a, a whole other thing. I feel like country music is... Remember when like everybody y'all, used to shit on country so bad? Country was... Y'all remember back? Y'all! <laughs> People just used to be like, well, I like anything but country. And you're like, there's so much worse music than... There's so many good country songs. Chattahoochee, it's better than most music out right now. <laughs> Isaac, stop recording. No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding about Super, <laughs> Super Bowl. I'd buy it all as much ad space as I could on the Super Bowl or all the ad space, whatever you'll let me have. I well, you can't have all of it. It's just like you just can't afford it. But you, you can you can spend seventy yeah. seventy seven fat million. chunk, bro. A fat chunk of the Super Bowl ads. You gotta save some of the money for the rest of your picks. Yeah. <laughs> you try to buy out the whole thing. Steve Coinbase or whoever is going to come to your house and chop your head off <laughs> with an axe made of numbers that glow. Uh-uh, you can't cut my head off because I bought an armor neck, dude. <laughs> is that your second I bought, a, well, you, I bought an armor I neck. A, uh-uh. But I have an armor cutting axe. Uh-uh. Well, I bought, I bought you your arms falling off, dude. Your arms are made of water, bro. So what are you going to cut it with? But, That's I have what ghost, I but I have ghost arms that are powered by the spirit of the arms of, of, uh, of Achilles. That live within me. Well, all right. Well, I bought disappearing, bro. So like, I'll just end up behind you like Nightcrawler. I have the gifted of eternal sight. Well, I'm going to do my pick. I, <laughs> you win. I don't know that I have enough money for this. Uh, I, didn't, I, mean, yeah, I didn't price this out. I didn't, I didn't price either. this out. Yeah. But I want to lease the Pasadena Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. And fill it up with water and stage a naval battle in it the way they used to in ancient Rome in yes. the Colosseum. You have enough money because, of course, we want that to be on the board. I don't yes. know that. I feel like that would cost more than $81 million, but I think you it would could, be really fun. You could take out a loan. <laughs> okay, no I'll take out a loan. Take out a loan with the, yeah, you got collateral. You got I'm 81 charging, million bucks. Yeah, I'll yeah. charge tickets to it and whatever money I make, which I think I will, I will use to uh, fund the rest of my picks. Now, yeah. since David's in Bolivia, can he have his tiny little boats in there too? And he'll just Definitely. be remote controlling them? His remote control boats. <laughs> I, this is, by all accounts, something that they did in ancient Rome a few times. And I don't know why we've given up the habit of filling up arenas with water and having naval battles. That stopped sounding like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they filled it up with, wasn't that, how did they stop the water from they leaking out of that rivers stone? all the time back? Oh, I don't know. Okay. All right. I, don't know. <laughs> you, I like that you were ready to answer though. <laughs> Bro, they were diverting rivers all the time back then. All the time back then. <laughs> so would a was... river just run through the Coliseum? Well then wouldn't it be hard to simulate a naval battle because the water would be moving? Because of the current? Yeah. No, they would I... stop it at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. You just you just fill it up. And I leave these questions to my uh aquatic engineers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. War yeah. war stops everything. That's a, that's the other part. Currents, relationships, family ties. 
<laughs> Political allegiance. And Political I want them allegiance. to be, I want them to be like frigates. You know what I mean? I want like naval, like none of this, na- we're not like putting big metal boats in there. This is, this is a t- iron ships, wooden ships, iron men, the sort of that era. <laughs> I like the word frigate a lot. I'm not going <laughs> to, I see we grow up, we get full on fuckets. <laughs> yeah. <we're- laughs> fuckets. <laughs> Clippers, Patrick Fuggets in there. Fuckets, uh, all the all those boats, and I just want to I just want to see that play out. And I think a, a nation of dads would thank me. Yeah, they're going to see the master and commander bowl. Of course, exactly they would. the master and commander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a blast. Uh, so that's my first pick. I think that would be really fun to do. And then uh, my second one. This is this is malignant, for sure. <laughs> But you know that billionaire who is like hacking his body to stay cra- crazy young? Yeah. What? I would pay off. Have you not seen this? I don't think so. You don't so have there's to. This, there's this billion. Well, in case anyone of our listeners don't know about it, there's okay. this billionaire who is like doing like, bl- like blood spinning and has a crazy diet and a crazy vitamin routine. And he like, he's in his 50s. But he's like, he <laughs> says like his body 45. is 30. He's <laughs> like 45. That's right. He's 45. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's 45, but he says his body is like 35 or whatever. Like he's taken. <laughs> he says 18. He, 18. Said his, he has the penis of an 18 year old. <laughs> right. He's a dewy young penis. Isaac, our producer, says Brian Johnson is the man's name. His <laughs> Spent two million dollars a year. That's actually just the name of his penis. He couldn't afford to get like a better name. His his name's gonna be Brian Johnson. No offense to Brian Johnson's out there, but statistically, there are people listening to this named Brian Johnson. I know, and no offense to you, we love you. You know, that's just like not a billion. But I bet they hate that guy. They must hate that guy. He's ruining their SEO, and I think they will be on board when I pay off whoever his vitamin boy is. His vitamin boy. (laughs) <laughs> to start introducing just like harmful things, like high sodium. <laughs> I just want to reverse the aging, reverse the reverse aging in his body through just a slow dosing of things into his into his diet, into his IVs, into his skin routine. I want him to have the penis of a 32-year-old <laughs> by the time the month is over. One good thing about this, right? I think if you keep him really healthy, but just do stuff that makes him look old, that's yeah. hell for him, right? Yeah. Where his, he's got the internal organs of like a newborn baby and the skin of a 97-year-old tree. He yeah. looks like Clint Eastwood. Exactly. <laughs> and he's going to live another 60 years. No. he. I, I just think it would be funny to do. I feel like fucking with other rich people is one of the best rich people Hobbies that you can have because they're not and, they, they're not used to it. They wouldn't know what to do. And this is mine. I'm yeah. taking on Brian Johnson. I'm going to make him look old as hell. <laughs> Dude, that's or at least that. or at least his age, which, by yeah. the way, if you look at pictures of when he looked his age, he looked fine. Looked totally fine. He is the most fine looking person. The it's most funny. fine looking person. Yeah. You would imagine when you imagine someone doing this. It's like, oh, my entire life. But no, it's just like a fine looking person is like, I want to continue just being an average man but now much younger but there's there's so much cosmetic work right like you're he's 45 you don't look at him and go that guy's that guy's 27 you go that guy looks 45 and weird like that's the problem it's like so much 
of the cosmetic work just makes you look weird in a rich way, right? Where like, yes. oh, so many, all those fillers, they don't look, you, you don't, oh, that's, you're not like, is that a baby that's starring in this movie? You're like, no, that's like an adult, weird looking person. It's <laughs> but a thir- we know it becomes rich. a third thing. It becomes yeah. a third thing. Neither yeah. young nor old, just yep. different. He just looks like a television 45 year old. Yeah. Like, like what 45 year olds on television look like, which is yeah. like kind of 30, but in an old way. Yeah. Looks like shit for look like looks like shit for 30. Yeah. Shit for 30 and Instead weird for 45. For 45. <laughs> yeah. He it's it's kind of a thing that's like most leading men in Hollywood now yeah. have the same ish face. It's the the male the male Hollywood eating disorder face. Yep. Where you know they're doing all the weird, like the macros and all that stuff. And they all have the same three or four little like procedures. And they're yep. all turning into the same person. And thank God for Paul Giamatti. <laughs> you know, every care. day I thank God for him. <laughs> every day, thank God for Paul Giamatti, who just looks his age. There's always a, a new reason way. to be happy that he's around. He's just, he's just every such day. a rad dude. Billions, the holdovers, Billions. his face. Billions. And see, you gotta. <laughs> Uh, we just sit in the living room watching Billions and he'd just be like, low Giamatti. He's low down on the floor, Giamatti. Low. It's the Giamatti scale where he gets, he's always low. He's always intense, but he starts out really low. And then every now and then he percolates up to the top and then he comes back down to a simmer and you got simmer and Giamatti. When he tells you what he's going to do to you, that's when it comes down to back down when he's like, you're never, you're never going to work again. The billions is where you coined the term the threat of four, right, Sean? The threat of four. I yeah. can't remember. It's been so long, but it'd be like, it was billions being like, I'm going to, I'm going to jump on you like David Lee Roth used to jump on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to pay $5,000 tickets to see that. You're never going to have a job again. Just, be, you know, weird yeah. threat metaphor. I'm going to play you the way Billy four. Gibson used to play at the Les Paul of 1965. And it's always like very dad core. Like kind of, it's always like blues metaphors and stuff like Pretty that. Pretty good Dad billionaire shit metaphors. too. Like he honestly, he like he'd always wear these whack billionaire, like an old vintage Van Halen shirt. Not knocking it, but he's a billionaire thinking like this is how I'm gonna stay. This is how and I'm gonna it was, keep my I'm gonna on jump pulse. on you like how Dee Dee Ramone jumped on a pile of cocaine at CBGB's in 1986. <laughs> or like I'll just all too yeah. long of a metaphor for anyone to have at the front of their head. Sean, <laughs> time for your second pick. I'm torn, man. Um, Nothing's right. I have a few. <laughs> I am torn. I have a few that I don't, it's pretty specific towards the end. So um, we'll do this one. Do you remember those? Now that's what I call music CDs. Yeah. I want to put on a concert called, now that's what I call a concert. I'm going to hire 15 bands to come play one song each Mm -hmm. and then pack up all their shit and get off the stage and another. So like, yeah. They have to pack up between? I mean, yeah, it's got to, well, they, they can use the same drum set and they and have that. to pack up their own shit. None of that. Solo, no roadies. No, yeah. None of that. Like talking in between songs, you come out, snow comes out and plays informer and then he leaves. Semi-Sonic comes out and plays closing time and then they leave. Here's what's but gonna they take, play early. They play closing time second. Oh yeah. First. Yeah. yeah Here's good. what's going to take the bulk of the money is Marky Mark is going to play good vibrations. That's going to cost, that's going to cost a lot. How much do you think? Like, what's his price? I think he's old enough now to wear. He, I think he's calmed down a lot. He's realized I'm not sticking up for Marky Mark. I think that uh, I think it could happen now. I think he's aware I think that if you imply that the good vibrations are coming from the love of a Catholic God, he might do it for free. <laughs> well, That's right. He's going to play that at five in the morning just before he starts working out. Uh, <laughs> it's got to go up early. After his I'm second get, breakfast. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting Mariah playing all I want for Christmas. 
Bro. Garth Brooks is playing the Thunder Rolls. What? Uh, yeah, Snoop and Dre are playing Dre Day. So then that's, I stopped kind of there because, you know, the rest, I might they might be a little lower. It might be like fastball playing. Semi-Sonic um, is blushing at being on this lineup <laughs> right now. That I is love amazing. That song, man. I, yeah, I, I, hey, man, I'm, who are you talking to? It's but fantastic. I just have always wanted that where, not that, <laughs> so this is where I don't want to, if you're in a band and you make it on the radio, I'm not saying you just have one good song. Yeah, I'm sure you have a bunch, but the one song that sticks out to me, like the term one hit wonder is kind of, you know, it's not fair to them, but that I've always wanted to be like, I want, I went to this show to see the one song. Thank you for playing it. I'll go ahead and get off and now start you. packing up your stuff. <laughs> pack up your own shit. <laughs> I paid you yeah. $10 million to play that one song and pack up your own shit. Now, now get pack out of up here. your microphone, Dr. Billionaire uh, <laughs> Entrepreneur, Dr. Dre. <laughs> you and Snoop, get out of here in your own cars. <laughs> go back to the set of those Corona commercials or Skechers commercials or whatever it is you do with Martha Stewart that generates revenue. <laughs> Nike used to have an event called the Run Hit Wonder up in Portland, which was like a 10K and like every few K, there would be another one hit wonder band like playing there, oh, dude. like playing a concert. So you would like run and you would hear it. And that would wow. ah, be yeah. so. And again, no, like no shade on on a if you made it, you did it, you did it. But <laughs> totally. I'm just saying like, you know, the one song that like sticks out. But there's a lot of people that would say, like, I remember specifically VH1 doing that show and they were interviewing. This is how, kind of how I was thinking about this. They were interviewing the lead singer for Semisonic and they were like, they, they were like Radiohead's a one hit wonder with Creep. And he on his interview is like, Radiohead's not a one hit wonder at all. <laughs> That's crazy of you to say. They're like one of the best bands in the world. But, I, you know, the one song that people might know at the time was Creep. And so he was offended at that. The guy from Semisonic was offended on behalf of Radiohead. <laughs> yeah, but they, so I they think have the a story couple, should be reversed. Yeah, they have a few songs too, like "Singing in My Sleep," "Never You Mind." Semisonic writes all of Adele's songs. songs. He like legitimately the lead singer of Semisonic is like what? Adele's main songwriter. She wrote. So he was scorned by many lovers, and not Adele is what I'm led to believe. Oh, Dan Wilson. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Damn, he that, that it happened at closing time. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Wilson doesn't need your fucking charity, Sean. I'm not giving it to him. I'm saying, well, then maybe he'll play it for free. And then he everybody else. He received Grammy nominations in 2023 on November 10th of this year. He rules. That was so... Of last year. <laughs> when the podcast Tw comes out. Yeah. Oh, of last year, of last you, year, of last year. Of three yeah, years. Yeah, so now I'm that's like, what I... Oh, we must maintain the kayfabe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that's what I call a concert volume one. All right. That's Hell incredible. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, time for your second pick. So, um, you know, I, I went through this being like, I need categories. So it's like where I'm going to live. And then it's like personal chef, right? So I want 98-year-old um, Jiro Ono, the star of Jiro. <laughs> because every day we're buying a bluefin tuna from Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> for $500,000. And that's what I'm going to eat every single day. 98-year-old Jiro Ono. Mm -hmm. Jiro will be dreaming of sushi on your super yacht. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then I'm just gonna ask him about his life. I assume it's very interesting. He, so they made he, a movie about it. I know. Yeah, is he still at it? He's is still he at it. Wow. By at it, you mean alive? Yes, and seemingly still yeah. working. Yeah, yeah. Still cutting up the sushi. That is a great pick. Yeah, dude. I did a. I did a. Uh, there's a like a Michelin star sushi restaurant down the street from my house. Weirdly, in like Atwater Village, and boy. It it does slap. 
It yeah. is fucking good. Like it's, it, we went there once. It's like one of those, like you go there every three years because it's so expensive. Yeah, but yeah. they had like a tuna flight where there were like six different like cuts of the tuna. And you're like, all right, they're not, I'm not going to notice the difference. And you notice the difference. It's amazing. Imagine that every day, every meal, because yeah. I'm buying a tuna every day. Also, he, you yeah, can't dude. even get reservations. He's not Michelin rated because you can't get reservations to the restaurant anymore. It's now basically only for regulars. That's so the only that, people who get to go there? Yeah. There's no public reservations anymore. That's why I got to come in. cheers. Now there, <laughs> now there we go. Yeah. I, I wonder, see, I got to wonder if I would like this sushi. No. Or is it still sushi? It's the sushiest. I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I just put it... That's Sean right. I hates, just put a joke up about that. Yeah. Sean hates sushi. But like the su I think the sushi you would like would be like a roll with like avocado, maybe avocado. I don't know. But you I like, don't tuna. like avocado. I do like tuna, tuna fish. But if this is not the kind of tuna that's you like. Not it. That's not it. All right. All right. It's not mayonnaise tuna. Do you put mayonnaise in your tuna? You put mayonnaise in your tuna. No. No. What do you put? You just eat the can, but nothing else. No sushi, I could, just can. I used tuna, to no I put mayonnaise. it on a sandwich. I mean, I don't really do it a lot anymore. When I was on a diet, I did, but I didn't mind it at all. I could eat it straight out of the can. Not a big deal. Not a, I get the juice out of there. That's disgusting. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. You got to so get I the squeeze juice out of there. So I, I squeeze all the tuna juice out of there and then I can well, eat it. on my it. yacht, Jiro will squeeze the tuna <laughs> for you. <laughs> He'll do it That's for right. me. What a nice can. <laughs> You're bringing in a goat to eat the can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zero waste. LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron's LeBron like, James yeah, I'm on an can diet because I want to be the goat that bad. We're like, LeBron, this is your worst joke. Different. It's funny when you say it, but like if he said it, you'd be like, boo. <laughs> he saw Shane Gillis four years ago, though. He was the first dude to see Shane Gillis do stand up comedy. LeBron <laughs> Wait, James. Did LeBron say that? No, not. <laughs> I was just like, because <laughs> he's always like, I heard the Migos, I heard Migos play in eight, 1982 yeah. or whatever. He saw Shane Gillis in Baltimore in, in 2014. <laughs> we were all six. Uh, Josh, time for your second and your third picks. Okay. So. Oh right, it's a, it's a, it's a snake. Um, it's like a Ruben, like a Roomba. very like, narrow. Ruben, very narrow. Hole. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm. I can't just be hanging out with Supreme Court justices for a month. That's no fun. So I'm bringing in uh, just an a deeply eccentric entourage that's on my oh. payroll. They're coming everywhere with me. I'm paying for all their travel. That's on my payroll. I'm getting um, a hype man right to to build me up. A humble man. To break you back down. <laughs> uh, You're going to have a humbleman? I'm getting a humbleman in the entourage. Yeah. I, who else keeps haters on the payroll? That's Nobody. You got to have someone yeah. saying no. That's such a good idea. That's right. That's no, so funny. Too many famous people have yes men. I'm getting a no, man, a no, a no sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got... Uh, so Jesse, you're talking about personal chef. I've got on my entourage impersonal chef. They just cook for whoever's around. <laughs> It's Anybody a party comes vibe. through, they're cooking for them. They're uh, like, then, I told you I have a peanut allergy. They're like, I don't, that's not my business. Yeah, yeah man, for you, is it? Yeah, I was making pad die when you showed yeah. up. <laughs> Your no sir said I could cook it, so I'm cooking it. Mm -hmm. And uh, blacksmith. Um, of course. And then uh, yeah. turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Ferreira. Jerry Ferreira. In yeah. character. He has to stay in character. Yeah, yes, he's in character. That's what the money's for. <laughs> yeah. That's, I don't know, Josh. That's what the money's for. <sighs> yeah. Oh, that'd be so funny to pay someone to stay. <laughs> you, 
Yeah. So that's, that's, I'm, I've got like an entourage. I mean, th- those are like, we can add or subtract, but that's just where I started with this crew. I'm, I'm going to roll deep. The blacksmith is for what? If you're, if your horse throws a shoe, my horse throws a shoe, my yeah. belt comes unbuckled. Yeah. Um, some, my wife loses the back to her earring. Yep. We're smithing them up fresh. <laughs> <laughs> don't bother looking for it we'll smelt you he one was, we'll, yeah. <laughs> he smelt he dealt <laughs> uh, do you have anyone in mind for a hype man and humbleman oh. trying to think of a hype man in in character we're talking an in character hype man right I mean they, they're it could be anyone just hyping like they don't have to be okay. in, in a TV I'm, I'm trying to think of who would be a great it's hype ironic because you would be a great hype man thank you you really would yeah You'd be like yeah. a low-key, like a in-your-ear hype man. Like, you're, dude, you're doing great. You're killing yeah. it. Yeah. This no, is I like a happy, happy Pagliacci. Where it's like, <laughs> I can't. That's another horse. Be- another I am one the of my best horses. hype man. I am the best hype man, doctor. <laughs> you should go see Pagliacci. That's a great idea. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I am Oh, him. fuck. Wait a minute. I'm Pagliacci. You should come see Pagliacci. <laughs> it's just you about promoting this show my show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this new show's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> We got pyrotechnics. It's amazing. Doctor, this really cheered me up. Just knowing that you're a fan cheered me up. Happy Pagliacci. <laughs> you, don't, you don't hear about the happy clowns. You hear about the sad ones, but some of them are yeah. probably doing great. There's some happy clowns. Yeah. It's like there the stand-up comedian who has like a stable home life. You know what I mean? Where they're like, yep. oh, no, they're out there. Yeah, they're fine. Um, we're not think, good, but we're out there. I might go classic hype man. We, I yeah. might bring Flavor Flav along. Why not? Yeah. By the He's, way, available, I think. <laughs> he just did the national anthem at a, a Atlanta Hawks game, I think. Yeah. Better than I expected. He broke he his foot it? off in it. He kind of did. Yeah, he sang yeah. it. He wasn't Whoa. just there while someone else was singing it, being like, like <laughs> while yeah, Chuck D sang it. <laughs> Chuck D sang it. Chuck D doing the national anthem would be very different. <laughs> He's taking some it liberties was, with the words. Yeah, it's <laughs> either way longer or way shorter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Humbleman, you should get like a New York Times, one of those people who does like the takedowns of oh, like yeah. restaurants Isaac and Chotner stuff like from that. The New Yorker. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm bringing yeah, yeah. in. And he's just like, oh, you you think that's a nutritious lunch? Long why do you tell me? Why do you tell me what you think that's doing for your body? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so I noticed you said you were going to get some work done, and you're still just scrolling on your phone. Why, uh, mm. what, what's the what's the real methodology behind that? I'm just destroyed. Josh Goneman sat down in front of a busy frise salad as he prepared to do work for the day. <laughs> Just commented, crying face emoji on all his friends' stand-up clips without watching them. <laughs> Being, I love again, the no, sir. a perfect hype man. Thank you. Uh, you and Turtle could talk about sneakers, too. It'd be kind of perfect. Yeah, it'd be pretty fun. And your third pick. My third pick. <sighs> okay. <laughs> this is... Um, this one isn't going to cost that much, but it, I think it would be fun. Um, just like as a, something I wouldn't splurge on Will Smith style coast to coast cab ride. <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air opening credits, coast to coast cab ride. It'd be pretty pricey. I think. Yeah. I think Adam Newman had a bit where he calculated it at one point, yeah. but I just feel like that would be a fun expenditure. So shout out to Adam Newman, but also I just was like, oh man, what a, yeah, I, you'd get to see the sights. You'd be like, yeah, keep the meter running. We're going to look at the Grand Canyon. We're going to see some majesty, dude. You'd become, well, hopefully you would become friends with this cabbie. I think that would, so. Which would be beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're bound to. I mean, that's a long, 
you're not driving constantly. So that's you guys are together for a minute. Yeah, yeah. We're oh yeah, yeah. We're not in a rush. Yeah. We get <laughs> time. Not. It's just me, the cab driver, Clarence Thomas in the backseat. <laughs> <laughs> what if you just had to make small time, like small talk, cab driver shit the whole like we for would get weeks into on it. end? Well, because there's no there's no people. It's cab drivers, barbers, and guys who work at Duncan who skip the small talk. Yeah. My oh, barber straight to my it. barber's an old Russian guy. Or not even old. He's like a young Russian guy. He's like my age. So not young, but not old. And he goes, uh, he goes, Israel, huh? And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And no. like just like I just like out of nowhere, like Israel, huh? And then I was like, oh boy. And he goes, uh, I think I've been saying for years. They put it in uh just put it in Australia where there's more space. Conflict. And I was like, that is only the 11th worst idea that I've heard about this topic this week. Just, there are political figures with, with worse ideas. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that'd be oh. funny. I mean, Australia would probably be all right. It's horrifying when someone drops that without giving you any sort of a hint as to which way they're leaning. Uh, like, Dude, where's this conversation about to go? He's got blades to the back of my yeah. neck. <laughs> he's just yeah, like, I'm going to hear my thoughts. Your yeah. answer matters. Being from Russia weirdly doesn't give you any clues on it either. Nope. Again, that could, the wind could blow either way on that. Nope. Yeah. Ooh. It could be anything. That jarred me so much that I forgot what we were talking about right before. Ca- the conversation she'll have with a ca- cab that's Oh, right. yeah, that's the right. All Israel, okay, all yeah. the time. No, I just, I just, but like, that's it. It gets deep right away. The guy, my Duncan, I might have said this on the podcast before. He doesn't work there anymore. I hope he's okay. Would I would be like, how's it going, man? And he would go, dude, I want to fucking die. <laughs> He would say that at work. Like he said it twice to me, <laughs> two different occasions. You haven't said that before. I've never heard you say that. So I've never like respected someone's honesty more. Was this in New York or in Boston? New York. This was in it, New York. It felt very Boston, but it, it was in New York. It t- just the act of working on a Duncan. He sort of takes on Boston. Boston, the Boston, the Boston Embassy to New York. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Those East Coast, like a lot of the. I've, in my limited experience, the Duncans I've been to, a lot of tattoos, a lot of like, I don't care how loud I'm saying what I'm saying, like employee. Yeah. Where and yeah. I don't mind. I'm like, sure, I don't care. You're not you're not upsetting me. Like if someone said that to me, I'd be like, oh, that's a bummer, man. Sorry, you're having a rough day. I don't yeah. care how they say it. I wouldn't care that they sweared or swore or but whatever. That's what I said. I was like, oh man, I'm sorry you're in a rough place. I, I hope things get better soon. I wasn't like no, I had to kind of restrain myself because normally Hyping when up someone, the Dunkin' Donuts employee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was pepping him up. Yeah, I was hyping him up. I, but, but I like normally when someone says that to you, it's like a, an intimate relationship, right? Like, if yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fucking die. And you go, oh, what can I do? Is there anything in the world I can do for you? But I was like, I can't say that to this guy. We're, we, we don't have it like that. I'm yeah. like, I can't get that deep in his life. I'll tell you what, I've never tipped more. <laughs> yeah, that, you, you earned it, man. <laughs> Duncan is like you. Also, they can be like that because you. Where you? Where else are you gonna go? Because yeah. Duncan to donuts and coffee is the way Taco Bell is to Mexican food. Where it's yeah. like, it's it is, but it isn't. It's like mm-hmm. adjacent, and you can't get it anywhere else. Yep. Yeah, you came here for what we've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, coast to coast cab ride. I'm amazed Sick. that a YouTuber has not done this yet. I know. God, Mr. Beast, you're asleep at the I wheel. Will say, what it the does hell? feel like this is all. Like, I, if they were to remake this movie, it would just be starring Mr. Beast as, like, a benevolent <laughs> god yeah. to a bunch of people. Being like, do this, and I want to see what you do. I think he is a benevolent god to a bunch yeah, of that's already what's so, happening. We'll send him this podcast. He could do all of this stuff. I know. 
Yeah, Jesse, time for your time for your third pick. What will Mr. Beast be doing? Je- uh, Jesse David Fox, by the way, one one more time, author of mm. comedy book, which is available now. Everybody, go grab it. Cop it. So on the yacht, I'm building a basketball court, and then mm-hmm. on this basketball court, I'm, I'm uh, organizing a pickup game. So on my team, it's going to be Kevin Durant, Chet Holmgren, Victor <laughs> Wembanyama, three tall skinnies, Adam Sandler, me, versus. <laughs> This team I play against in Summer League that I hate. And we're going <laughs> to kick their ass so bad. <laughs> also, I'm going to be wearing uh, game-worn Jordan 13s Perfect. and ruining their value by playing pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> you could play good and it still would ruin their value. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, they're going to be too big for me, so I'm going to be flopping all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to wear a bunch of socks, dude. <laughs> On a yacht in the Amalfi Coast. (laughs) How? I know Sandler plays a lot. Jesse, I bet you have insight. Ian, you might know about this. How is his game? Is he good? And what's his style on the court? He's he's a works the ball around guy. Okay. Oh, that's beautiful. It's not unlike what his career has turned into. That's that's how it it feels like that. He'd rather see the other people score, even though these are strangers instead of Rob Schneider or whatever. But like, (laughs) also, (laughs) biggest shorts, biggest shirt. Oh, yeah. And he's pretty good. (laughs) Does Victor Wembanyama know who Adam Sandler is? I think yes. I think so. I want to think so. He's been, he's enduring. I bet he's been served one of his movies on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. What about Chet? Yeah, because Adam has been Adam, my friend. <laughs> Your friend Adam. He's been a famous lowbrow comedy maker yeah. for all lifetimes. So it's not like he's, you know, he's on Netflix. So it's like I assume Chet Holmgren was 13 when... Um, Jack, and, no, Jack and Jill is no, a little too early. He was probably like in high school when uh, Sandy Wexler came out. Oh, yeah. yeah. He probably loves Adam Sandler, but his favorite movie is probably like Hubie Halloween. Like it would yeah, upset yeah. us. Totally. Yeah. But like that's how he's like, oh, the guy from Hubie Halloween, I'd love like to play with him. He's there to call Hubie him, Halloween. He's going to call yeah. him Hubie on the court. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your jacket, Hubie? As he's like throwing outlet passes to him. <laughs> this is an amazing idea. Who is on the Summer League team who you hate? Can you? They, I can. They... I don't want them to know because they're, they're very mean. And I hate it. And they were mean to. It's a it's a um, all genders basketball league, and they're yeah. particularly I think too mean to non male gendered uh, players in a way that I thought was fucked up. And you're serious? That I thought you were kidding. Up. You're serious? No, no. I, I actually like honestly a lot of the pitches I had. I was planning of different topics. I was going to bring up this basketball team <laughs> and how much. I- <laughs> <laughs> they're just There's- really are mean and bad sports. And I can't wait to see them be dunked on by a bunch of tall skinnies. You should get like Sabrina Ionescu coming off the bench too, just to come in and like really, really sure, yeah. much. You want to stick it. it to some mean dudes. Yep. P- that would be. The team needs oh. a little more shooting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. Actually, that's true. <laughs> I'll tell you off, like off topic, kind of on topic. I just went to a, uh, my nephew's basketball game. It was a bunch of eight year olds playing ball. I haven't seen that in a while. Zero ball movement. It's yeah, so dude. funny because you're like, whoever get whoever gets the point, like whoever gets the ball from the inbound, they will be shooting. <laughs> There's no, there is no way to stop that shot from going. To, yeah, <laughs> it's when you're crazy. Eight. The idea of dribbling around other people is the scariest thing you can imagine. <laughs> oh my god, it's so. Yeah. 
And you just see the coach. Like, also, every kid was just, whoever had the ball, they would just be screaming their name like they were on fire or something. And oh, you're their like, own Man. name. Like their coach. Well, they'd be screaming the, the kid's <laughs> name like, Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy, okay. like they all wanted the pumpkin so bad. And you're God, like, all the other it. players. Yeah, they were just like they acted like <laughs> they there was no passed. way in hell. There was no way in hell that they're going to shoot the ball. Pass just it to me. I need little, the ball. Ten little Jordan pools out there. Yeah, dude. It didn't matter if the whole team could have been covering one kid and he'd still be like, give me the rock, bro. Like, I, I love it. I'm feeling it. I'm on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Draymond was playing with those kids, right? He's been yeah, picking, he up some, picking up some run. Yeah, there's a bunch of kids splats all on the wall. He was yeah, he was man. getting he he's was trying getting to stay trying to stay uh stay, limber stay during his suspension. <laughs> Jesse, are the 13s your favorite, Jordan? Is that why you went with the 13s? Uh, one, they are. Two, they are the record most like the record for most expensive shoe oh. over bought at auction was game worn Jordan 13s. How much? Oh, uh, interesting. But I never wore Jordans as a kid because I oh I don't know what it was. I think I thought I wasn't allowed. I was like, yeah. those are for those are from Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have his yeah. name on every and his silhouette on every single one. <laughs> and those have the little hologram, which is like, oh, yeah. these are for future Michael Jordans. This yeah. is like a not present day me. They look like close-up ostrich leather. Yeah. The 13s are <laughs> they look especially like you're not supposed to wear them. Yeah. The ones you're like, well, he's done with these. I can wear yeah, the ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But they, but you wouldn't. You're like, these aren't for basketball. Right. These yeah, are for no. like discus or yes, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those would hurt. I have to play in these, so they have to yeah. be like decent. The ones yeah. are for the steeplechase. <laughs> uh, Sean, time for your third pick. Uh, I would yo, pay. Yo, so-and-so. I would pay Mountain Dew mm-hmm. and Taco yes, Bell to make me a one-of-one, never-to-be-repeated dinner Ooh. one of one so only for you only forever so mountain dew comes it's up it's gonna with be a, a two brand or two new... once you're done with it <laughs> <laughs> did that come did that come to you right away That's that was right. good timing i just friend. knew i was trying to find another diarrhea spot on the show and, and <laughs> you find diarrhea spots everywhere and much like meal. jesse throwing an alley-oop up to victor Wembanyama, <laughs> we made it happen <laughs> i would yeah just never so taco bell and this this is the least expensive thing. Mountain Dew is going to be more expensive than Taco Bell, but just they make something catered to me. They do they they do a background check. They go in, they see what I actually like. The kinds of hot sauce. Do you that have I like. ideations of self harm before? What I, that's I, the first background check. No, then we can't give you this. <laughs> I don't know this for sure, but I'm but I imagine Taco Bell keeps tabs on every single person in the world, so they know everything I've ever ordered. Every single time I've been there, they combine those. Mountain Dew knows what time it is for sure. They just make me like a special curated drink goes with the meal, sit down dinner, never, ever, ever to be repeated. One of one. Do you have any wish casting for it? Do you have any like stuff you'd like to see them do? I'd like to, I'd like Taco Bell to play with the lava sauce, of course. Right. Uh, I'd like them to play with their chili. They don't really use their chili a lot. So mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like that to happen. Mountain Dew. Uh, you got to let a shooter shoot. I I don't True. really. Yeah. After seeing, after being at the Dank Mart in Vancouver, <laughs> I know what Mountain Dew is capable of when left to their own devices. I don't need to get in the way of that. Are you expecting like aged Mountain Dew? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm going to pass the paintbrush to Picasso on this one and just <laughs> let him barrel, play jazz. An oak barrel code red <laughs> from 1998. <laughs> but, oh, I left this out. Sorry. It's a two liter. So uh, it's not just like. Oak. A, yeah. Yeah. It's a no. two liter. So there's a lot of it. 
Important question. Are you pouring it into a glass or you're drinking it from the two liter video game style? From the two liter. Yeah. It loses its flavor. As soon as it leaves the two liter, loses a little bit of the the uh, the essence, as it were. It's a it is a uh Mountain Dew from nineteen ninety nine, which is yeah. an especially good vintage because that's the year significant other by Limp Bizkit came out. Yeah. <laughs> and like what I'm sure some Halo came out that year too. Like, yeah, something absolutely. Which one is significant oh, other? Is that a whole this album? This is from Durst's Reserve. Durst's Reserve. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Fred himself. <laughs> from his dew cellar. Durst's Reserve. Oh, God, that's funny. <laughs> that's a horse name right there. Yeah. <laughs> Fred sends his best. He could not be here. And I'd be like, he wasn't invited. He wasn't. <laughs> this is my one-on-one. He, could, he couldn't be here because you told yeah. him not to go. I'll be, yeah. like, I'll be like, here's 10 grand. Go tell Fred he wasn't invited ever. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> oh, he would want to break stuff when he heard that. <laughs> he would storm off set. Yeah. Uh, Just one of those days. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you open the Mountain Dew, and instead of fizz, you hear a little bit of that. Ooh, a little corn. Yeah. I'd like to see Taco Bell take on a Mexican lasagna. I think they could do a good job of that, and I think you'd enjoy it. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. We used to have that growing up. It's just like an it's Like, a, like an enchilada lasagna. What it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all in the name. It tells what it says on the tin. Yeah. Uh, tin for my third pick. Uh, with my third pick, this is just this is just a cute wait, one. Wait, sorry, Ian, can you break here? I'm going to break after my third pick. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, it's all right. It's all Leave right. it all in. <clears throat> Never fucking do that again, Isaac. You understand <laughs> me? <laughs> oh, Isaac, take that sound bite out. You know, you you understand me? If you ever interrupt one of my one of, one of my my avalanches of creativity, as you know. <laughs> You know, I call them. I'm gonna scream. No I'm chairs gonna, on set for all this. No chairs on set. I'm gonna scream my at you avalanche. so hard your atoms are gonna disassemble. Oh avalanche God. of creativity. That was funny. Good job. Thank you for the reminder, but I was gonna take it right after this pick. Uh this is a this is a cute one. Uh I just wanna the the Orient Express train line is mm. is crazy expensive. We like looked into it. We were like, oh, maybe that would be fun to do. And it's like ten thousand dollars a night. Wow. Where is it? So I just it's it's uh oh it goes to like Sorry. Turkey. Okay. The, uh but I just want to do a murder mystery on the Orient Express. <laughs> you can afford a real death if you want. You want to yeah. pay to have someone murdered. <laughs> I want to pay to have someone murdered. That's where the I real money's a real going. murder. It's a real <laughs> murder. I'm having someone killed. Uh but Fake no, Orient I want, Express. Yeah. <laughs> I want my wife and I to be on the Orient Express and have like a bunch of like professional actors. Like really good oh, okay. actors. Like we're getting like Helen Mirren's out there. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're doing a murder on the Orient Express like experience. But it's a whole new mystery. I think Dana would solve the hell out of a murder on a train, too. I think she would love I think she would thrive in a murder on a train environment. I didn't know that Orient Express was a real I thought it was all completely fictional. I had no idea it was a real railroad. It's real. I think it goes Crazy. Paris to Constantinople, maybe. Constantinople, I didn't Istanbul. know it was real until about 10 years ago. Well, it's not real anymore. <laughs> Darn. Istanbul. Yeah. Which I know is that they might be giants of comedy. <laughs> I read all that in a book one time, so I knew all that. I read it all in a book. <laughs> I read it in a book. You heard that, that they might be giants. No, I read it in a big book, dude. I read a lot of dude. stuff in that book. 
Fucking Atlas dog. <laughs> uh, so that's just a that's just a little cute one. That's just a little cute one that I think would be really yeah. fun to do. What, like three, four, five night? How long? How long's the mystery? Uh, I think it's like a three night trip. Okay. Uh, and we, you know, you do it during the winter. It's snowing outside. You're extremely dressed up. So I'm is everyone in up? character the whole time? Yeah, everyone's in character. So it's like seventy-two hours, all trying to solve the murder. Dinner theater. Yeah, but you and Dan yeah. are you. to be you, right? You don't yeah. have to be like Sir Walter Floppington or whatever. Well, well, you can be. Well, now I'm Sir Walter Floppington. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm going to play an exaggerated version of myself. If sure. you don't think I'm wearing a bowler hat during this, you're you're <laughs> you're lying to yourself, and I hate to see it. I'm definitely wearing a bowler bowler hat. I'm definitely wearing a three piece suit. Um, Paris train car emoji Constantinople would be like a very funny Instagram bio in like 1800. <laughs> Just in the little updates, the little yeah, close yeah, yeah. friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm doing that. And what we're, we're my fourth pick we're going to get to right after. And this was my original idea. A very short break. <laughs> this HeadGum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers. Aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an aura frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an aura frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we're back. Welcome back to All Fantasy Everything, already in progress. We're here with uh, Josh Gondelman. Comedian, Jesse David Fox, writer, author of the comedy book, which is available now. Make sure you go out and grab that. Time for my fourth pick. With my fourth pick, I'm going to be posting uh, a bunch of my stand up clips, but I'm going to be doing them on the Las Vegas sphere. Oh. <laughs> there I've you been thinking go. a lot about who the first comedian to play the sphere is going to be. Yeah. I would put, if I had to like gun to my head, like $10,000 on one name, 
Yeah. It's Kevin Hart. Yeah, not yeah, even thinking about it's it. It's for sure Kevin Hart, right? Yeah. yeah, he's the biggest comedian in the world. Yeah. And also he likes stuff like that. But that's, yeah. that's great why. If, but wouldn't it be great if it was fluffy? <clears throat> that would be it fun. would be amazing if it was fluffy. <laughs> it's got to be a Vegas type person like a Kevin Hart or a fluffy, you know, certain people. He would, be would make odd. a bunch of jokes about how he's the same shape as the sphere. Yep. So he had to play it first, like all that kind of thing. We can yep. already start writing his bit for him. <laughs> that would be really fun. He, I've never, you ever seen the sphere? I haven't seen it yet. I've seen the sphere. Uh, it looks crazy, it's right? Like when you insane it's just, looking. Yeah. It's, I want to go. Can you see it from a plane? Yeah. I'm going to sound like an asshole. It, yeah. It like earnestly, this it's like it it's so cool, it made me be genuine about it. Where I was like, Of course. What like the way I think people felt when they first saw like a movie or or the Brooklyn Bridge or whatever. I, just because I've been watching the Gilded Age. Uh yeah. like I saw it and I was like, what feats we are capable of as man. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like it was that amazing. I was literally tearing up talking about the Brooklyn Bridge the other night with someone. Yeah, dude, I think that about plumbing. If I see a big building, I'm like, oh, plumbing. I can't imagine what I'd think if I saw the sphere. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's also the indoor crazy plumbing that- of our age. The sphere. <laughs> the 21st century's aqueduct. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's plan a trip and go. I, ah, I really when want somebody to see other. It. Not that I wouldn't mind seeing you too, but like one of the rumors is that it is going to be Snoop and Dre next. And if that's the case, oh, the, we'll go the, to that. Well, yeah. I mean, I the meant, they were in Sioux City one time and I didn't go bonehead. They're always in Sioux City. They love it there. And I was young enough to be like, to hang, whatever, whatever. Are you young enough to make your fourth pick? Yeah. Uh, I want to invite 16 martial artists from around the world mm-hmm. to, <laughs> to compete in a Street Fighter 2 tournament where they all have to be in character. And I watch. <laughs> That's pretty much it. A can of Ryu, a Chun-Li. Yeah, uh, a Blanca. Oh, so you have people like representing all oh, of yeah, the actual street fighters. Every, oh, yeah. like an M Bison, Vega like a Barlog or Balrog, whichever. And they have to look like the people. Oh yeah, they get. Yeah, it's got a. It's it's as close. Blanca is going to be the tricky one. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're we're going to get the closest thing to Blanca that we can. Other than that, everyone's going to look exactly. Uh, Saget, uh, Vega. I know a couple dudes that could be Vega. Shout out Wilson. Uh, we got a Ryu, a Ken. I might even dress up like Ryu because I've always fancied myself a Ryu if I had to pick one. We currently dress more like Ken. I, yeah, I got a lot of red on right now, yeah. which is a rarity as I'm a Crip. So You should get Yair <laughs> Bolsonaro to play Blan- uh, Blanca. Thank you. The, the, the former far-right president of Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if he could wear like there. a green hat. Yeah. <laughs> He's available. Contracting various illnesses. <laughs> Famously made out of electricity. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, we're just, uh, ah, just you know, it's been my favorite video game my whole life. I think it'd be a blast. Big purse for whoever wins is going to be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be a good time. It'll this be is like what the UFC used to be like, where it would be Dude, like, it, where I, it would be like a 600 pound barroom brawler against like, a, you know, like a Brazilian jujitsu dude. Yeah, dude. Tank Abbott versus Hoist Gracie. That fight happened for real. And that's, that's like Zangief versus Ryu almost, where you're like... What? It's yeah. Those days, that was crazy. The Wild those West, the like best. Kimu, all those dudes that were like, they were like characters. Anyway, yes, a real life version of Street Fighter 2. This is a great question. Uh, that's a great draft pick. I mean, Jesse, it is time for your fourth pick. If you notice that we're rushing through them, it's because <laughs> I forgot we have a hard out and we are rushing through them and we do go on. Jesse, time for your fourth pick. 
So on the yacht, I uh, built a theater because, and this is going to be incredibly specific, but I actually earnestly thought, what would I do if I had all this money? And I would do a stage reading of a hypothetical third season of the TV show, The OA. Sure. <laughs> Which, Which I don't know if you watch The OA. It's by Britt Marling and her uh, partner for Netflix. And essentially it's, they invented a new religion in the form of a TV show. And then the cliffhanger that ended season two, I can't spoil it because it is the wildest thing to ever happen on a TV show. But they go to another dimension and that, huh. and then it just ends. And I need to know how it ends. It is truly like they are one season away from the meeting of life. Oh, is it one of those will, where they canceled it and they, they just didn't know they were going to cancel and so they just didn't have an ending like Deadwood kind of? Yeah, yeah. Fully. Yeah, you would, it, was, it was nowhere close to an ending of what that show would be. And it just fell through the cracks, and it's a great tragedy. It's not. This is a pick for the o, the OA the OA heads are screaming, hey yeah. Like, watch the OA, and you'll understand. It truly we got a was big like contingency of OA heads that listen. So I'm good. married to an OA head. Yeah, as as am I. Yeah, they'll be like <laughs> exactly. Have you watched it, Josh? I haven't. Have you? Nor nor I. No, we wow. should get into the OA. We'll Although it, it sounds well, like it sounds like well, sort of a blue balls experience. <laughs> you gotta watch it. All right. <laughs> you got to watch it. Okay. To understand this pick, because it really is, it truly is like, if you read, I don't know, I don't know enough about how the Bible is structured to be like, at the end of something cool. Yeah, all I guess the chapters have two numbers. I don't chapter know what's and going verse? on there. Chapter and verse? Yeah, oh, so it's like verse, reading it the New Testament uh, and then stopping right before Jesus comes back to life. Oh. Now imagine a stage <laughs> reading of that on a yacht. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Giro is Wem- cut it Wemby up there? on the back. Wemby. Wemby's there. Wemby <laughs> loves the crying. <laughs> He's never Everyone's known such beauty. The best sushi you've ever had in your life. Adam Sandler's doing the stage directions. Yeah. Chet Holmgren's <laughs> in it. Chet yeah. Holmgren plays God. Yeah, dude. God Raham Lincoln. <laughs> Josh, time for your fourth and then your final picks, as it is a serpentine draft. Um, fourth pick, Met Gala has had it too good for too long with no competition. (laughs) I'm throwing a Met Gala competitor, the Guggenheim Gala, otherwise known as the Googala. And it's, it's much bigger themes and much stricter. A guy just shows up in like a suit, like a tuxedo with like a red thread going down the lapels. No, your ass is out of here. Yeah. Sorry about that, Glenn Powell. You're not getting in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hit the bricks. Go over to the Met Gala where you can be like, no, I swear, this is the theme. Uh, the future is now. Shut up. Yeah. It's not. The, the Google, I'm throwing it. We're going to put the Met Gala out of business. Wintour, I'm coming for your ass. Yeah. This one, it's the first Yiddish ball, which is great. <laughs> the Google. <laughs> the Google. The yeah. Google. It's, it's like a pastry. <laughs> and people are going to be like, People are going to be like, how do they get eight Supreme Court justices? Isn't this a conflict of interest? And then once the month expires, they'll be like, hell yeah, it's a conflict of interest. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> the Gugula. The Gugula. Each of them dressed up like a different birthday cake. Uh, the Gugula. Excellent pick. And your final pick, Josh. Final Joshua. pick. Josh. And this, this kind of goes with all the other picks. I know it's like slightly against the spirit of a, um, of a Brewster's Millions, but we're tipping a thousand percent on everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's everything for that month. You're tipping no matter what somebody does. You go to Dunkin' Coffee's four dollars. You're tipping forty bucks. You're making someone's day. A thousand percent tip. When you have, if if you have, 
uh, $80 million and you don't tip a thousand percent on every meal you purchase, you're, you're something in your soul has yeah. curdled. You're awful. Yeah. You, Tipping a thousand percent. I'm not the only one. When you tip with cash, you wait until they're watching, right? <laughs> oh yeah. I go full Costanza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've borderline taken a, like I've faked yeah. <laughs> fucking the Rondo where I'm like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I rustle. I'll do a rustle. Yeah. With yeah, it. yeah. 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 You know, oh, what's yeah. tough is when you get your, you'll get your check and you're like, I'm going to tip with cash, but I paid with my card. And so I'll sign it and I'll go to the front or whatever. And I'll be like, it's cool if I if I tip in cash, right? And I'll I'll just say it like pretty. Because you put zero on the thing, it feels crazy I write to put cash zero sometimes, just that, so they don't, they don't get it ooh. twisted. Yeah, yeah. All right, tip cash. Now um, I will. That's a good but idea. But the pro my problem is that the Duncan app, you don't they don't let you tip on the app, and I sometimes I just come in with my wallet. So like every like once a week, I'll go in and just like throw ten dollars in the thing, and I'm you like grease the wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, I'm just making like, sure they know. Like I'm here. Like it almost feels like I'm paying protection money. <laughs> He wants to die a little less every time you do that. <laughs> You're paying destruction money. It's the opposite of protection. Jesse, your final pick on this, your first visit to AFE. Uh, in 2015, Guy Fieri, the aforementioned Guy Fieri, mm -hmm. uh, officiated 101 gay weddings. Yes. I, I want to, on my yacht, <laughs> throw 102 gay weddings. Yep. <laughs> That's good. Is Guy going to officiate him? Now I'm going to officiate them. You're taking oh. Guy down. Yeah. Are you dressed up as Guy Fieri at all? Or <laughs> yeah, no? yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, good. Dress like me, but sunglasses on the back of my head. Uh, mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. So dress like you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Just <laughs> a note. You, you will mention Flavortown in the <laughs> ceremonies. Well, that's the name of your yacht, right? You're going to yeah, yeah. Flavortown yeah. on the side for a month. <laughs> Jero, this is, you're going to, your restaurant is also called Flavortown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guy Fieri is going to have to then officiate 103 gay weddings. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. As sure as you're born, he will do. Uh, Sean Jordan, time for your final pick. Uh, I'm going to get the whole, I don't know what city. I was thinking Portland. The whole city to Truman show me, but, <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm in on it. And they don't know that I'm in on it. So, so you're Truman showing the whole city. The whole city. Well, they, so they're. Yes, it's a it's a dangerous game. So they're gonna think that they, that I have no idea what's going on. I do know what's going on, and then we just kind of play with that for a month. <laughs> this and is see, one of the funniest things I've ever just see, and just life. how it goes. Like, what am I gonna do when I go to Best Buy and I ask him for mashed potatoes? They're gonna they're not gonna know that I'm in on it. I'll be like, where are all the mashed potatoes? <laughs> but they don't want to let me. You know, they want me to feel good about myself, so they're gonna act like there's mashed potatoes at Best Buy. Yeah. Yeah. So something like that. I just thought it'd All be, right. uh, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> Reverse Truman Show is incredible. <laughs> God. That's a great idea. Thanks. <laughs> it's so good because it requires a second crew. Yeah. <laughs> it's deep. Also, this is already inside a different movie premise. It's, yeah. it's deep. Yeah. I, uh, I don't even know how it's going to work, but we're going to, because there's no real way for it to not work. It's going to be fun either way. So it'll, yeah, yeah it'll just be. The traffic would be the best. If everybody had to cater to me, they just wanted me to have a great experience every time I was driving. Oh, my God, that'd be tight. You're already in the top 1% of unpaid yeah. drivers. <laughs> He's so smooth. Never seen smoother roads. My final pick, I want to make a uh, marzipan 
people town. So it's a whole town made of people who look like incredibly accurate depictions of themselves, but out of marzipan. And I want to wait for one stranger to drive in. And then a bunch of us rush out and start devouring the marzipan people. So they think. So they think they're living in like some sort of zombie apocalypse or like a horror cannibalism movie. (laughs) And we just sort of film their reaction and we put it up on the Vegas. Wait, so there's (laughs) constant surveillance, which makes this a marzipan opticon. Come on. Come on. Come on. I was hoping you would say cameras. (laughs) Bangers. This is what you get for free. This is the free stuff. Imagine what the Patreon's like. That's why you are the comedy book of podcast guests, Josh. <laughs> comedy book available now, everybody. Make sure you grab that. Uh, it's a marzipan opticon, but it's a bunch of people made out of marzipan, incredibly realistic. And uh, we rush out and eat them. Just the idea that you're driving up and then realize the first moment of people becoming cannibals. Not, yeah. oh, it's all yeah, zombies. Like, like literally like, first... <laughs> like, we're arriving and... At the exact moment, they're like, I guess I'm also a cannibal. This yeah. The first person they ate. <laughs> the problem is two bites into a marzipan person, you're, you're like, done. that'll do. <laughs> you're done. Yeah, it is the that is the issue. Marzipan, Turkish delight, really any pre-war candy, it's like two <laughs> bites and you're done. <laughs> any candy that like in a novel from the 1900s, like turned children into hypnosis victims. Yeah, yeah. it's all out. Any candy that Stalin was aware of, I'm not interested in. <laughs> it'd be hard to eat a person's worth of anything. Like if it was that thick, a calzone as thick as a person, it'd be hard to eat. Calzone, marzipan, long pig. <laughs> a long pig, dude. Tail the trotter? Uh, that does it. That friggin' does it for us. Isaac, do you have a pick? Super producer Isaac. You know, I've been thinking about this this entire time. I really feel like you guys, you guys hit really all of the stuff that I would want to do. Um, maybe I would get a bunch of my favorite musicians in a room and we would write an album together. Like I would get Bonnie oh, Vare yep, and Kendrick Lamar that. and all of these people that I that I love. Yeah, that's what I would do. Maybe. That's and you guys would all write idea. me another rap song. That'd be. Yeah, I'll write you. Yeah, <laughs> nice let's write you. another rap, rap song together. <laughs> it, yeah, it's gonna be Bonnie Vare, Kendrick Lamar, and Sean Jordan. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes. That's my given name. Uh, to recap the picks, Josh, you went first and you took befriending mm. one or several Supreme Court justices. Yeah. Uh, having an eccentric, eccentric entourage that includes a hype man, a humble man, an impersonal <laughs> chef, a blacksmith, and turtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking an actual Fresh Prince style coast to coast cab ride. Uh, throwing a Googler, the Met Gala at, a, at the Guggenheim, the, the Googler. And tipping a thousand percent on everything. Yep. Jesse, you went second. You took renting out Leonardo DiCaprio's super yacht, the one, the same one that he uses, flying in your private chef Giro from Giro Dreams of Sushi, and also one five hundred thousand dollar bluefin tuna a day. Having a basketball court on said yacht where you, Kevin Durant, Chet Holmgren, Victor Wembanyama, and Adam Sandler take on this ass summer league team full mm-hmm. of pricks who we all hate. And this whole time you're wearing Game Worn Jordan 13s. After that, you're cooling down with a stage reading of the third season of the OA. <laughs> All in preparation to officiate 102 gay weddings. Take that guy, Fieri. Sean Jordan, you went third. 
you took buying up as many Super Bowl ads as you can and just showing ads for old movies you like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Throwing the now, that's what I call a concert uh, featuring performance, performances from Semisonic and Dr. Dre. <laughs> Having Mountain Dew and Taco Bell uh, collaborate on a one-of-one culinary experience for you. Drafting 16 martial artists from around the world for a Street Fighter II tournament. They're all in character. Mm-hmm. And then Truman Showception. <laughs> Where you throw the Truman Show, except you know that it's the Truman Show the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) I went last and I took a Roman Coliseum-style naval battle in the Pasadena Rose Bowl. Uh, Dosing that billionaire trying to hack himself into being young with stuff that makes him older. A murder mystery on the Orient Express. Posting stand-up comedy clips of myself onto the Las Vegas sphere. And then a marzipan, uh, a town full of marzipan people who get devoured (laughs) in front of uh, unsuspecting onlookers. We want to hear your picks. Hit us up at All Fantasy Pod on Twitter, All Fantasy Podcast at gmail.com. Shout out to everyone on the AFE Patreon. Thank you for holding us down. AFE Patreon, where you can get auction drafts, bonus episodes, live episodes, mailbags, all of that stuff, uh, ad free episodes. There's like it's hundreds of posts on there. Seriously, it's like less than a, it's like a cup of coffee or something. Just do it. It's so, there's so much stuff on there. Go, go get it. It's great. Of course, Isaac's Tasteful Nudes also on of there. Nipples. Of course. Very Nipples. softly lit. Very Nipples. softly lit. Nipples. Tasteful. Shout out to everyone on the AFE subreddit. Shout out to Josh and Jesse. Thank you so much for joining us yeah, today. Yeah, dude. Oh, seriously. Thank you for having me. A this pleasure. was a blast. Uh, shout out to Josh's tour dates. Shout out to, one more time, the book Comedy Book by Jesse David Fox. How comedy, conquer culture, and the magic that makes it work. Make sure you go pick that up. Mm-hmm. Shout out to San Sue Carmel. Shout out to Super Producer Isaac. Shout out to Frankie Ocean. Shout out to Haji Beach. Shout out to fucking. Shout out to David. Shout out to David. Shout, shout out to Bolivia. Shout out to David. Shout out to David. Shout and more David. more than all that, tune in again next week to another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything. Chiclackity? Sure. That was a HeadGum Podcast.